You don't hear my AC unit, do you? <laughs> no, I don't. But rip okay. that five seconds of silence. <laughs> I just watched it. <laughs> like, as I, as I did it, all I hear is, you don't hear the AC, do you? <laughs> no, honestly, hey, we're already live now. I'm, I'm too lazy to hit the stop button. So we're good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I need a good intro for this. I'm trying to think. How, how should we start this off? You're, you're the, pod, oh, no, that's you're the podcast champ. Huh? I just clapped my hands. That's that's taken. Damn it. <laughs> you going to do meme review? Done. We just, we just <laughs> that's our official start now. Every single time we do a podcast, we just got to. Oh, you know what? We could get a pillow and just. That'd be funny. Nah, I don't know. I mean, this this is gonna sound sad, but I don't have a pillow in this room right now. What? Do you need a pillow? <laughs> I, don't don't feel don't take this the wrong way. I don't know how I feel about borrowing another man's pillow either. It's not weird, dude. It's, dude that's I, not weird, I, dude. I think it's kind of weird, man. Bro, bro, what do you mean? No, nah, that's mean? that's boss levels are weird to me. <laughs> Gotta be honest. Bro, another man shares another man his pillow is nothing, bro. It's just a pillow. Just take it. Nah. First you tell him you take your pillow, now you tell him you take off your socks. That's how it works. <laughs> if, if I'm wearing socks, it's legit. Alright, it's not weird, alright? Uh, fun legit. fact, I'm probably never going to wear socks when I'm recording. I don't got no socks on right now. No, I just realized, I don't be have socks either. <laughs> that's a problem. No, yeah, just... We found our official intro, we just take off the socks, and that's when we start getting going. <laughs> I, actually, I love that. I love that. I, I'm actually down for this. <laughs> I'll take off my socks. I'll, I'll, I'll be recording uh, everybody, welcome to the I'm a Grim podcast. How's it going? Yeah, you're beautiful. I'm just gonna say that. You're all beautiful. You're breathtaking. I don't know if I would go that far. No. Well, 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 all right, now I just look awkward. Hope you're happy. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. Uh, shoot. What were we even talking about before that happened? <laughs> Hello? I know. We're gonna get into the Marvel thing. That's that's what I'm scared about. Yeah, you've been waiting to talk about the Marvel for a while. So, like, all right, I'm just gonna let's just hop right into it. Marvel Avengers, dude, the game. Okay. How you played the beta? I didn't touch the beta. I just watched people play it. How you feel about it? So I think the beta was beta. Yeah, yeah. Beta. Was good. <laughs> um, I thought it was really good actually. Like, it played pretty smooth for the most part when the frames didn't drop because, like, I had some times where the frames would drop. And mm. it looked kind of horrible, but it's a beta. It's what you expect. Even, it's it's oh. a beta for a game coming out in like three weeks. True, <laughs> true. That is. <laughs> but the gameplay was pretty solid. I actually really enjoyed playing Thor a lot and Iron Man. Those are like my two favorites. Um, and actually, weirdly enough, Captain America was actually fun to play. I, I don't know why that's so surprising to me. I just he's just like the blandest character to me, and mm. I don't really care for him. But actually, in the beta, I was like, yo, throw my shield is pretty lit. I'm not going to lie. It's in around. feels good. It really does. And when you grab it, it's fucking lit, too. Um, I've seen people play just about everybody inside there. For me, I felt like the two I probably would love most being Iron Man and Black Widow. Their combos look real good. Yeah, Black Widow actually plays pretty good in her combos, but I don't really like her abilities too much, honestly. Yeah, her like, abilities just seem pretty fine. basic. Yeah, they're really basic, honestly. Um, other than that, it's a gameplay. The loot—that's kind of what I'm scared about—is how the loot gonna work. Those eye levels. 
Yeah, I noticed that. And I wanted, because, like, this is the definitive thing. People were saying it's like, it'll get, you know, done very quickly because the combat's very simple. Mm-hmm. It is true. It is a simple gameplay. You know, punch, use abilities, you know. It's like playing Marvel Ultimate Alliance. You know, I love that game a lot. Yeah, same. But, but that game also had, like, a shit ton of characters that was absurd. That balanced you know? it out. So you didn't care about not exactly. having things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you didn't care about if it was, like, linear or, or um, the combat wasn't as extensive, you know? From, from, what I watch, from what I watched with this, it does seem a, not, a lot like, hey, we want you to focus on this one character and care about it a ton. Which is kind of hard, and their moves are so limited. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, I, I like variety of life. That's what I like. That's yeah, why I'm hoping same. that the loot actually changes how they play almost, you know? See, I like, want I that want... too. I'm going to be honest with you. That was a fear I had watching people like Young Yale go through it, where it's like, the loot just seemed like it was a stat thing. That's exactly what I don't want, because then when I get tired of playing Iron Man so much, I'm going to be like, well, I got everything I wanted. I got all the upgrades. I've, I've been playing mm-hmm. the high-end stuff for a good minute. Now what else can I do? Just get your stats up. No, I, w- I want like <laughs> whenever uh, Iron Man goes for like a laser and it like beams, I want it to change how it is or something like that. You know, change be like color oh, at least. I was shocked with it or some shit. Mm. You know, dude. Like, like even if they didn't add like brand new effects and things like that to it, I'll be happy if they said, "Hey, we made it look a little bit different. You put on like this crazy chest piece on Iron Man. Now he has like." out of some barbarian type armor <laughs> instead of his Iron Man chest. I thought that would have been cool, but it doesn't feel like any of that's going to be there. It really does yeah. seem like it's just a number. It really does. Yeah, I think it's just going to be stat. Yeah. The only thing I think it's going to be is like only elemental based, like Gamma, I seen, mm-hmm. and I think that's the only one that showed in the beta. I'm pretty sure there's going to be more, but it's going to be only elemental stuff, I'm assuming. So it's yeah. Like, okay, that doesn't really help out what I'm trying to you know, go for. Those are, and and the biggest fear, the biggest fear is the story. Honestly, how uh, good I, is the story going to be? So like, here's here's my thing. Why I didn't think too much on the story. You know my yeah. opinion on um, the Inhumans and things like that already. You know how I, I think, feel about that. I, I like. There's a lot of the quests of the beta that are kind of fun. It's usually the ones that are pretty open, like the city one where you could like. I was Iron Man, so I was flying around shooting mm-hmm. my beams. It was fun. But Dude, like Iron the, the so all one. Oh, what now? Oh, say Iron Man is so good. Iron Man is so dude, good. So <laughs> fun, dude. I love him. And uh, that's like my biggest fear is like there's a lot of missions that are pretty cool like that. And then there's a lot that are too small. You, you can't move en- enough, you know? Mm-hmm. So like that, and, like I want to be Hulk jumping around, you know, place to place, you know, having fun. It kind of limits well, you a bit in the yeah, demo but- levels anyway. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, okay, this is just the beginning. I'm pretty sure there's going to have a bunch of other missions, probably. I mean, I don't so. think we're going to get, like, Battleborn, where, hey, we did the best stuff in the beta. Oh, no. <laughs> that, that was so sad, dude, because I loved that gameplay. Oh, was, yeah. It has so good gameplay, which I was surprised. I thought I was going to hate the gameplay. I actually enjoyed it a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was but, before uh, Paragon and everything, too. Yeah. Uh, I miss Paragon. <laughs> it's another right. good game. But, yeah, when it comes to this... Uh, I mean, I'm I'm still on I'm still on the boat of I kind of want to get it, but I'm kind of leaning towards I kind of want to see like Angry Joe or somebody else kind of go through it first. No, that's fair. That's fair to be cur- like I bought it right away because I really they had Spider Man. I was like, you know, I'm buying <laughs> PlayStation. I'm gonna buy it. So there's no <laughs> way I'm not going to. 
Oh, you know? man. Yeah. No, I get that. Oh, shoot. It's not looking like off-screen, split-screen, huh? It gotta be all nah, online. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be all online. Because it works kind of like Destiny, too. I'm pretty sure you see. So, I doubt it's co-op. I want to try to, like, come over that way. I want to, like, kind of watch you and Ryan play through it when you do. Yeah, I got you, man. Please be good. I yeah. hope they just took a lot of stuff we really wanted and just didn't put it in the beta. That's yeah, really I what I hope that, on. Because, like, I was like, at the beginning of the story, it was lit. I was like, this is awesome. Then it got to the second half where you have uh, Kamala. I really didn't care for a character at all. The biggest bad girl. And it's just awkward because it's I, just like, I'm in a comic area. I don't know. It just doesn't seem right when I'm the Avengers. We're like, all oh, Avengers up. And she's like, being the biggest bad girl. And that's, and that's, I would probably be like that too. Like, you know, if I was there. But to I'm me, like, if they're going to do Avengers. a character like that, just make you make your own character. <laughs> make yeah, your own character put you actually in the role I want the idea of hey it's this chick who's like oh she's supposed to represent us and, and I don't like how she's representing us because I wouldn't even mm-mm. have that power the elastic thing mm-mm. Like, I don't really care and for those when it comes to her specific too again like I said I hate the humans so like the idea of like yeah. so, so for me that's kind of why I didn't say too much about it because in my mind, I'm going to always be biased. No matter what I say, I'm going to be like, I'm not going to like this. <laughs> I'll take care. I'll be honest with you, a person who's never watched it, or read any of the comic books, who try to watch the TV show, I don't like it either. This is literally like, I, I watched the, the TV show, I was like, this is horrible. Maybe they just did a bad job on the, you know, for the comics to the TV show. Uh, no. No, it's, it's actually, I've read some of the stuff, and yeah, all their powers and all the characters, I was like, uh, I hate this. This is not for me. <laughs> If anybody's watching, listening to this, who's an Inhumans fan, um, stop. Why? (laughs) (laughs) We have X-Men. Stop. 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 Don't give Disney the reason to stop giving me X-Men. I swear to God, if we get Wolverine in this Marvel game, I will, I will, I will shut up. I will shut up right now. I I don't think it's happening, but ooh. It's never going to happen because Disney's like, no. It's Inhumans now. So here's the thing, if they would have kept the same exact idea, like, oh, we want this character to be, like, a fanboy of, like, the whole Avengers and all this other stuff. Oh, flat out, it would have been, uh, if they would have kept the X-Men, it would have been, like, Kitty Pryde, who would have been amazing. Facing through walls and stuff, yeah. Yeah, her power is so good, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, like, that's, like, my biggest fear. Because, like I said, the first part of the story, I was like, this is awesome. Then we get to the second half, and it was literally super boring. I was like, yo, what happened? Because, mm-hmm. like, you're Hulk. And I was like, okay, it got cool when you, like, fought uh, Abomination. Which is, uh, I guess he's an inhuman. I have no idea. I, I legit don't. Well, no, I think he's a Hulk villain, actually. Oh, he's a Hulk villain? Well, yeah. we fought him. And I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. This is a fun fight. I'm down for this. But it took a good while for you to get there. Because all of it was pretty stale and boring. Yeah, that's, no, that's that. That's what scared me for sure. That's a big eel for me, man. Yeah, that's why I was like, that's a big move. If there was a time to impress me and keep the story lit, that would have been it. Because you could have just gave me that first one, and I probably wouldn't say anything. That second part was ill. So, me and you normally like to rate stuff to say like, hey, I'm feeling like this, I'm feeling like that. You know what? Just just to be that guy, since stuff ain't coming out yet, puts you on the spot. Just two options. Hype for it or not hype for it? Uh, I'm going to say I am in the middle. Nah, gonna, hype for it or not hype for it? It got to be one or the two. 
Oh, I, if I'm being hundred percent, if I had to pick one or the other, I probably would say Hot. Yeah. And the reason for it is because of the character. If I had to pick one, the characters are gonna make or break that game. One hundred percent. That's how I see it too, because that's why I was just like PlayStation, and I feel bad for anyone who's playing it on Xbox or PC. <laughs> no right. Spider Man. Wow. No Spider Man <laughs> for you, because Sony is no. That's... This is our only exclusive. We need this. We need this right now. Dude, that's so bad. And yeah, so, see, I I like the idea of exclusive. I'm not gonna lie. But say, a whole ass a character, character? <laughs> Exactly. I don't like the idea that if it would be different if this Marvel game was only going to Sony. It'd be totally. Oh, it was different. a PlayStation exclusive game. Well, it's a PlayStation exclusive game. There shouldn't be any reason not to have exactly. it. <laughs> exactly. But it's different when everyone is getting the game, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone who's gonna be playing is not gonna have one character. That's like, that's kind of bogus. I'm not gonna lie. To me, this is like a big hero beat em up. And to me, the idea of taking out a hero, you're essentially saying, hey, we're taking out part of the game. You're getting less of a game just for just exactly. Us. So now I have the better version of the game than somebody mm-hmm. else. Just straight up because I have Spider Man. Yeah, that's there's no and there's no argument to it. Most people are like, oh well, like I don't care for Spider Man too. Uh, too bad you're in the minority. <laughs> a lot you're in a hardcore minority, and you're getting less for your game because that's a character that's just straight up coming up with me. So you're literally, we went to the same store, but I literally got the better game. Door. You got the real and game. Got, <laughs> it's like, I got the better shoe and you mm-hmm. got chipped out. It's not bad what you got, but at the same time, we, we came for the same thing. Uh, this is me arguing it. And I'm a PlayStation fanboy now. You know, I used to same. be Xbox until they ruined Halo. Until <laughs> they ruined Halo delayed the new one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to mention that too. I, I heard, i sorry, the Xbox fans are just, they, they must be crying somewhere. Dude, I'd be fine. I mean, this this will lead into a whole separate ramp. And when it comes to Xbox, I don't see a reason to older Xbox. Like, all no, their games... they don't games, really give me a reason either. All their games come to PC. I mainly play yeah. on PC. Their yeah. exclusives really aren't that great to begin with. Sea of Thieves. <laughs> I rest my case. Fun. People are saying it's fun now after all these updates. It's, it's oh, cool. cool. You know I, what, I appreciate you know what was fun at release? Out. You know what PlayStation games were fun at release? Persona 5. God oh, of War, Beyond Horizon, uh, Spider Man. <laughs> I think that Spider Man now is my new favorite Spider Man. I would go that far. You know what you still get? So you know what you still get? You still get uh, Miles Morales later this year, too. I, I can't wait for that. I love Miles Morales. He's one of my favorite new additions to the, you know. I would will, I will love it. Because that was my first complaint about the whole the original Spider-Man is that they had Mary Jane and uh, Miles Morales. That's the only thing that hurt a little bit is that you're like, oh, let me get past and hack and get past. And... No, I want to play Spider-Man. Yeah, they're weaker sections I just, of the game. I want to fight beat up criminals. I, I'm not I'm not tiptoeing here. I, I want to fight. Hopefully, that's why I wanted Miles Morales to have power so he could do that, you know? I'm hoping that's what the, the line they go down for all this. Same. I, I would like that more. Getting the wow. PS5 for it? Yeah, I probably would get a PS5. I'm not going to get it on release. <laughs> that's what no. I meant to say. No, I'm sure me and you both are going to buy a PS5 because, like, to me There's personally, no get mm-hmm. like, if you're going to get a console, I feel like, personally, I would still say PS5 or Switch, but I'm like, it's going to be one of those two. Yeah, honestly speaking, depending on, like, your preference, like, if you're, like, on the go, obviously. Oh, if you're on the go, Switch. <laughs> Switch 100%. But if you just want to like come towards it, I would say PS4. I mean, I'll go a step further to say if Switch had PlayStation games, 
I would say Switch is probably the best console I've ever been on my entire life. Oh, 100%. Because Nintendo actually, again, has high-grade exclusives. Mm-hmm. They're straight up, they're pretty good. Like, I, I love um, a lot of the games. Like, the Fire Emblem games. I love Fire Emblem. I thought it was dope. Literally got a Switch just for that. Oh, you played the new uh, Three Houses? Yeah, I love it. Hey, I'm glad you did. Great game. Really fucking hard. Oh, this is your first Fire Emblem experience, isn't it? Technically. I played some with uh, the one that had Roy in it. Oh, on Game Boy Advance? Yeah, I never finished it, though. Oh, God, that's real old. That's why I say technically. I get that. No, great series. It's from 3DS onward. I recommend all those games. Uh, I will say that's the thing that kind of sucks from Nintendo games, in my opinion. Once the generation passes, like 3DS, try to get a 3DS to play a specific game hurts. Yeah. Yeah, now that, because, like, Nintendo also kind of did cut ties with that. It's like, what's the mm-hmm. point of getting a DS now? Don't get me wrong, I still love the Switch the most, because I was just thinking it was going to be a glorified iPad, but then I no. suddenly realized this is way more. This is awesome. Did they hate the controller? Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'm in I the minority. I love the controller. I'll, I'll get me wrong. I, I'll always use the GameCube controller over it too. Oh, I know you would, but I, I don't. I don't hate it like a lot of people do. I just think it's it's alright. It. <laughs> don't get in the way. I think it's. I like five fighting games using those controllers. And tell mm, me if you don't play. Okay, That's look. What I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Exposed. All right, you put me on the spot with that one. I, it's only fair, right? <laughs> no, no, it's not. Because that's the reason why I haven't bought Smash on my Nintendo Switch Lite. Because I'm like, if I buy this, my Switch is gone. <laughs> like, gone. Because I'm not getting new. Like, I, I know you can actually set it up where you can play the controller and then set it up and play it that way. Mm-hmm. I like grabbing it like it's a PSP and just playing it like that. I like that way more. Oh, that's so good. Just taking it out the dock and just, like, moving around with it. Yeah. Even if you're just laying on your bed, it still feel comfortable. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. It's, it's amazing. But, so, um... Yeah, so, like, overall, though, for that Marvel game, what I got from the beta, if I also had to rate it, too, because I am hyped for it, I think if I had to rate it, it would be, like, a 6. Like, it's okay. slightly above average. That's a... Is that is 6 above average? I think 6 is, like, just average, isn't it? Let's just call it average, because it's kind of what it was, honestly. Like, it wasn't horrible, but it also wasn't amazing. Because, like, like I said, it's just a beta, so you can't really get much out of it. Well, you can get a decent amount. That's pretty much how I feel about it. I want to see... I don't... What, what do you want out of it? That's the thing. What do I want out of it? Yeah. So, I was talking to Ryan. I'd be like, dude, this would be amazing. And I, I know I'm probably not going to get it. But what if we had, like, daily raids? We're like, Ooh. oh, shoot. Ultron's here. Everyone, assemble. And, like, literally, you're on, like, a clock and trying to beat Ultron. And you get, like, crazy rewards. And everyone's trying to beat Ultron going into this mission, right? <laughs> I'm going to tell you something like, when you finish, but keep going. I know. I know. <laughs> I wish. I wish. It's not going to happen. Here's what goes in my mind when you say that. Here's how I think they're going to mess it up. I think it's going to play just like Xenoverse 2 raids, where it's going to be these big giant portals you go into. It's going to be these buggy messes where you got to fight big bosses. I'm going to be so sad, dude. <laughs> nails, right? Like everything you said, I was like, Xenoverse 2. I oh, hope it's I not. Know. I hope it's better than that, but... Like, we'll Xenoverse see. 2 had so much potential. That was just lazy effort. That, that's really what it was. <laughs> Let me copy and paste what was good, bring it here, add a couple new things. That is it. I'm done. Like, I'll, I'll say this. Like, As somebody huh. who didn't play the first game, 
I thought it was okay. Oh, <laughs> if you didn't play the first game, it was awesome uh-huh. because all of it's new to you. Me, somebody who had to do the parallel quest with you, knew word for word what was going on. And was, I was kind of pissed. That was creeping me out when you like say the stuff they were going to say for it before they even said it. <laughs> I because like, I knew. I've done it so many times in the first game that I know what's going to happen in the second one. That's like, that's so lazy. I'm like, bro, give me some new stuff. And I know people are probably going to be stepping on some toes. People who love Dragon Ball Z. And I love Dragon Ball. I absolutely love everything about Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I'm going to give it the benefit of doubt that it was a terrible game in my eyes. Because it was lazy. It and was. people are going to be like, well, it's got so many updates and DLCs that make it so good now. And I'm like, DLC dude, if I had to pay game, man. extra stuff just to make it any better than what it is, it wasn't worth the effort. Really, <sighs> it's just there to keep getting money from me. Because I remember when we were trying to play against, or not play against, we were trying to do a raid. Mm-hmm. And uh, we couldn't do it because it was straight up just broken. It didn't work. It was like pure was RNG. The Janimbo one. It was Janimba. Oh, okay. So you had to fight like 10 bosses back to back to back in that one. Yeah, and then like straight up his health would just start regenerating. You're just like, what the fuck am I what? Yeah, for no reason. You know you'd be beating him down. He'll just start healing up. Like, is this a part of the game? He's just like... Then he'll do unblockable ultimates. Yeah, it's like, what in the world? It's it's (laughs) ridiculous, honestly. Yeah. I don't know. And then the other big thing I hate about it is like, if you weren't saying... Uh, you, you were shit. saying you weren't playing the game, just playing the same. Yeah, I wanted to play the freezer race, which I loved a lot, and Super Saiyans are just overpowered. Mm. And don't get me wrong, I understand it, but at the same time, there's got to be some type of balancing, man. I like, would bring in time. brand new races. I would like to me Xenoverse. Give me the demon race. Yeah, Xenoverse tapped into this a little bit. What they should have did. Just go full all out with like the Dragon Ball style, like just your own original Dragon Ball story. And just go right. with it. I'm yeah, positive exactly. fans would love that. 100%. And like, another thing is like, there's like a bunch of races that you could pick up. Like, androids. Just have androids. Who cares? What? It'd be like, you get the transformation like when the Android 13 turns into where you got oh, that'd be stuff, cool. You got more people. Yeah! You build yourself up. That should be really cool. Yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, another good one would be like the Sim- Supreme Kai race. Fuck it. The other one for no reason. Make them get buff. Exactly. That'd be actually kind of cool. I want to be buff boys. <laughs> no, it was like a lot of stuff they could have done with it. They just didn't. And it's heartbreaking. Yeah. I think that's kind of the thing for both of them. Their expectations were just way too high for it. Yeah, that's kind of how it is sometimes. Because Bandai games, I love some of them. But I don't Some hit home! Again, um... <laughs> mix, mixed bag, but I loved on um, Kovane. Kovane was great. Should have been I, a harder game, like but should have definitely been harder. It was too easy. Oh yeah, dude. The reason it took me so long because I was running with it with Angie the entire time. And Angie take five years. <laughs> she tries her best. It's great. That's funny, but yeah, that, it's a it's a very nice and appealing game. Though I'm not gonna lie, just creating your character was fun. Going through the story was pretty dope. Just trying to figure out what was going on. It it was a fun experience. It was a very too easy one, but it was mm-hmm. still fun. To bring us into another thing. Yes. Uh, something we both kind of pretty hyped for. Borderlands 3. All right. Kree. So, Borderlands yeah, 3. Like they are, it's all about going to Kree's mine and the level caps for the game going up to 65. Can I just get a new character? Can I just get You ain't Kree? getting it. <laughs> you ain't getting it. Just it. stop. It's never happening. I want it. Randy said it himself. It's too much effort. 
Randy, why? <laughs> I just want to play your game more. That's all I want. That's to me. That's the big thing too. I feel like because they're saying like, oh, we're worried it won't sell too well this late into the life of it. But I'm also like, Bro. I feel like. Borderlands 2, we got Creed, what, like a year and a half after the game like came out? Bought. If they were so worried, they must have had backlash from Borderlands 2, and I don't think they had any no. backlash from Borderlands 2. I mean, the fact that they're making this DLC proves they did it. Well, Creed was a exactly. real big fan favorite in the community. They had fucking DLC on top of They had fucking packs. Dude, they had That's hunter packs, yeah. <laughs> so That's many like, of them. You're so afraid of it, I don't understand, because you could have made some new characters and that gives me a whole reason they literally go back to the beginning. And play the entire the game again. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I will admit, it's like, I want new characters just because, I'm not saying the characters they give you are bad, but some of them just don't hit the mark for me, you know? They don't. I, like, I, I feel like it's specific for everyone's place now. I'm not saying they're bad. I, I mean, really we can go through the entire list for it, because yeah. Zane's the only one I haven't touched, but that's mainly because I played with you and you're always on Zane. Zane is literally my favorite character. Yeah, everything about him, I feel like, is what Borderlands wants to be. You have the humor. I love his play style. Cocky. He's funny. Mm-hmm. He's got good abilities. His abilities remind me of some old slash some new. You know, like, he's got the, the clone thing like Jack has, which is super dope. Mm-hmm. And it has added stuff where he gets your weapon and stuff. And he's got the Sentinel drone, or you can shield him. He's like the versatile. He's like the all-arounder. He's a jack-of-all-trades. I love it. Um, yeah, pretty much. And to go into the next one, okay, the one I'm sure you haven't really touched at all, my girl Moe's. I enjoy her play style. They had to do a lot of tweaks to her yeah, to get her to where she is now. Because one of the issues I had with the game beforehand was her mech and flat plex. We kind of hit a point where it's just like, don't ever use them. Where are you using them? <laughs> Let me hit this enemy for like 20 damage when they have over like millions and millions of HP. Oh, and it got better over time. Were you around for the whole, like, fire skag buff? No, I wasn't, actually. So, they, um... It actually was, in my opinion, kind of a glitch, but nobody wanted to tell them that. Um, what they did, for Mayhem, they had these modifiers added, like, secretly in the game. to say, like, hey, this skill is, like, times 10, times 100. Or, in Skag's case, times a million. And... Oh, Jesus Christ. What Skag did was, hey... It takes your damage and multiplies it by like four with fire. And you get a class mod to multiply that by eight. I won't lie to you, one shotty stuff with moles using the mech was the best thing ever. Yeah, like I seen you play her. I never played her at all, but I, I kind of want to, but it's just like, like I, she I think has some quirky things. She has some quirky but it's things. Like, I don't like her personality. At her all. personality's bad. She is like I played all the characters now, except your Zane. I played all of them. I will say she has the most boring, straight face personality. Period. Like it's just too serious. And like at least Axon, it's weird because he was like cringy. Axon <laughs> was just pure cringe. It really was. It was funny though. It was great. Uh, but, I know uh, the yeah, community yeah. normally hates Axon, so I know we're like kind of in the minorities for this, but. Oh, actually, it was funny. It was. I think so they good. really hate him because he's just not viable. And like, yeah, that's the main reason why he just can't like compete with the other characters. Exactly, which is kind of sad because I think he was a cool idea. Yeah, because he like, remind me of Roland, and I love Roland. Roland was my favorite. And that's kind of why I went to Moe's. I feel like Moe's like the next evolution of that. We went from like the stationary turret to like the turret bases, and now we got a full on mech. 
was super dope. I it's know. just again, so her personality doesn't. I will say this in the DLCs, especially the third one, some of her dialogue is just fantastic. Well, she should have been in the base game. Yeah, I feel. But I, like, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be. I think they realized that too. I think that's the reason. Mm-hmm. To be fair, a lot of people were saying that a human for Borderlands Three for in general didn't really hit. Yeah, I, I know people were kind of like, eh, eh. I thought it was pretty good. I actually laughed the majority of the game, honestly. I thought was, shit was funny. Same. I can't think of too many times I wasn't really laughing out loud, but it's more so because of like the side quests and the random things that happened in the game. Yeah, the side quests could have been better for sure. I feel like I had most of my last one the side quests, honestly. Some of them like, yeah, actually legit broke me. <laughs> Some of them were pretty funny, like the whole like, Tommy kill yourself one. And then, It'll kill and yourself you one. Yeah. And then the weapon talk shit about you. I thought that was kind of funny. Hey there, super fan. Yeah. I actually like the villains, too. I don't know how people felt about the villains. I thought uh, people hated the villains. I'm on a boat with good. you. I think they're fine. I don't have no issue with them at all, really. I think the real problem came from there, or stemmed from there, was that they're trying to compare to They're Hanson. trying to compare to Jack. He's literally one of the best villains ever. You know, it's like me comparing other villains to Final Fantasy. I'm going to love Sephiroth, but no one's going to be like Sephiroth to me. Mm. That's, I think that's kind of the big thing, too. I do feel like... Because here's the thing. We had Jack as a villain for how many times? Over how much stuff? Tales of the Borderlands. Um, shoot, the Borderlands 1 remake. They found a way to like add Jack into it. Pre-sequel. Uh, I guess technically pre-sequel, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's it more like working with him and then watching him turn bad, but still. Yeah, but it still involves him, though. Mm. So I feel like this is really wanted to get away from that. And I will say this, too. The Calypso twins, are, they're nothing like Jack. No. No, God, no. Like, like I said, if you're comparing them, they're nothing as good as Jack. Mm. But that's the problem, is that you shouldn't compare them you to Jack, because that's literally the, one of the best things you would get. You're expecting them to have the best villain after Jack in their next game. That's just not going to happen. That's not reasonable. I mean, to me, it's thing. I'll take the problem they have of they try something new and didn't make it as good as Jack versus the problem Far Cry have where it's like, hey, Voss was the best villain ever, so let's try to make every villain like Voss. Right. And it just isn't good. Exactly. It's like, I don't want to keep getting a reskin. Leave them how it is. You know, just go to the next, you know. Because like I said, it's just like, you're going to get some that are like perfect. Some are not. Mm -hmm. That's why I just keep ready to take in the brand new ones over and over. Trying out different things. Exactly. They're definitely going to find a way to tie in, like, the Calypso Twins for the whole Creed DLC. 100%. Yeah, I think so. I think so, too. Like, the fact that Creed didn't get any vengeance for that, oh, yeah. For sure. I think so, too. Because, like, Creed... Like, how they did Maya. Like, the it's only... Messed up. The only thing I really didn't care for... I want to say Maya dying, but... The, the whole Ava handles it. Her, exactly. Yeah. Mess. Ava literally came in here... Was cool. I actually liked it in the beginning. I thought, and this just, and dude, I've replayed through the entire campaign with Alex recently. And yeah, I do feel like Ava's perfectly fine until the Maya death. It's, she does like a huge, like, and I get it. It's like, well, she just lost like one of her, like, you know, like her mentors last, like, yeah, Guardian and all this well, other stuff. But to well, me, like, how, one, how you're, you're, one, you're the reason she died. Two, you're blaming oh, everybody cool. else for it. Well, Three, yeah, everybody's yeah. telling you, yeah, you're right, it is our fault. <laughs> and, I'm like, yeah, and I'm just like, what? It's actually your fault because you literally caused her death. It's, it's, it's bad. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm on the same boat as Joe. I do feel like if this is the direction it goes in, if this like where Borderlands wants to go, I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm checking out in the story. I'm yeah, still playing for the loot and everything, but I, I, I got no interest whatsoever. In yeah, story. that's like my problem too. Is just like, yes, you complained the entire time and blame me. You are now the leaders of the Crimson Raiders. What? What? <laughs> what? Hold up. What? Are you are you out of your mind? I, I would have took Tannis. I would have took a lot of other people. I would have took Marcus. I would have took fucking Brick. Brick yeah. don't even know how to do. Tina, just so many other people who like deserve that position more. Like too many people, honestly. I I pick a lot of other people. I pick Reed. I'd, I'd rather pick Reed. And he doesn't even know what's going on. <laughs> I will say this though, like a far as, and this is just like pure story. DLC's been hitting it out the park. Yeah, I actually really like all the DLCs so far. Like, there's not a bad one right Dude, now. Dude, I'm gonna tell you right now. You haven't done the third one yet, right? Yeah, I like the third one probably more than the Tiny Tina one in Borderlands Two. Oh wow, I'm gonna have to play that soon. Then. Like story wise, it's it, story wise, it felt like an actual full on Borderlands story. Like, like not Borderlands, but like a full on like. Clint Eastwood, I'll watch this in a movie style story. Oh my god, that's what I'm talking about. And that was great. I love that from beginning to end. Villains in it was perfectly fine too. I love the aesthetic. I love, even the small things. I won't spoil too much for you, but the way to make the loading screens look. I, I started, I was like, I love the way these loading screens look. I never said that about a loading screen in my life. <laughs> you hyping me up. I really want to play it now. Uh, Sometime probably this weekend if you're down for it. Um, but because that's kind of all I have to add on the Borderlands things for now, if you want to hop into DC fandom, the big uh, bulk of all yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a huge bulk. Dude, I was just thinking of more freaking Borderlands. <laughs> I'm like, man, I I love Borderlands. Dude, that's such a good game. It's great. I do kind of hope they just full on make a Borderlands. Like, I'm part of you kind of wasn't to go straight to Borderlands for. Because 3, I feel Me like, too. is really good, but I don't know how you feel about it, but I feel like 3 was just kind of missing something that I loved in 2. I don't know what that hey, something is, but... Honestly speaking, what I think it is, I just felt like... I think it's because, like I said, it was a good game all the way through, but in the beginning, it felt way too easy, and I think that was mm. the biggest thing. And it had very cool bosses that were real cool, too, but it's just like... It didn't feel, like, impactful it's kind of what a we were doing because of how easy it was. You know, didn't didn't like, you know what didn't uh, help that either? Adding the whole mayhem modes. Yeah, because now it's like the mayhem modes just make it seem like now it's random whatever happens. I personally mm-hmm. don't like that, that every single time it's something different. I'd rather would just take an overall just harder game. I mean, again, that way I don't have to worry about that they're ricocheting bullets now. You get an easy <laughs> kill off of me because I didn't know. 75% less damage when you crit. Yeah, it's like the, the stupid like things and I'm like Bro, I just wanted a harder game. You don't have to make it fucking random. What they, they could have easily had done another game me and you both love. They could have easily just went the Diablo route. Like, hey, here are the torment modes where all we do, the enemies are stronger, they have more health, they have more defense. Good. But brand Why new loot for each one of these modes. Exactly. I, I I would absolutely love that instead of this whole mayhem mode, which I don't know what, what's going on. Like, why I'm dying. <laughs> Literally. Just I'm dead. Like, I don't know why. Life alert. I fall and Oh, up. let me look. Oh, anointeds are literally the strongest thing because there's like a bunch of multipliers specifically to them. Oh, oh wow. 
<laughs> Dude, the anointings were the worst thing in the world. Oh, yeah, that, I'd rather fight a monster than him. That's the thing that kind of upset me, too. I know back when me and you first stopped playing the first time, uh, back when Mayhem 3 was like the max mode, it did kind of feel like it almost encouraged you to say uh, certain enemies just aren't worth the time of, of killing in a looter yeah. shooter. Like, that's that's backwards. Right. It really is. and I think it's just the fact of, like, like I said, Borderlands 2 had a hard day. And it was fun going through it, though, you know? Mm. Like, it, it felt like... And the, I think the other thing, too, is, like, obviously there's some stuff that's cheap, but a lot of it really is in, like, the, in the story of it, you know? I will like, say... I never really thought... I will say this, uh, too, though. Uh, as far as, like, the difficulty of Borderlands 2, a lot of it comes from Ultimate Mode, and... I get me wrong, I, Ultimate Mode grew on me after a while, just because it kind of was all there really was past, like, normal difficulty stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, I do feel like Ultimate Mode was kind of going to the wrong direction a bit. Where you well, legit yeah. had to do, like, one specific bill for your character in order to actually just live in the mode. That's true. That is very true. And if your build wasn't good enough, you're basically SOL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely feel you. And the other thing I want to get back into a Borderlands 3 thing is, like, I don't really know how I feel about the mods, you know? Kind of dictating a kind of how your build is going, even though it's kind of... I don't know how I feel about it. You know, oh, like, yeah, the class mods. I'm kind of already going to do that, but at the same time, you're, like, kind of forcing me so I can't make multiple builds. It's this weird thought process, you know? On paper... So, uh, it's, it's a bit of a 50-50 for me. You exactly. know what they could have had done that I think might be asking for too much? I don't know. I would have liked to say, hey, you can have all the stats from this class mod. You would turn off the class mod special effect. They can choose you want to have it on or off. Yeah. Because as it currently stands, I, I hate the idea of, hey, I'm playing this character. I'm going for the specific things in my skill tree. And the only class mod I can get completely changes my entire play style. Like, um, my modes, I know the best ones I play her the most. I get, like, Rocketeer. Like, oh, cool, I needed these three mods to sat here. But now, if I get on my bear, I lose the entire cooldown because of this ability with the class mod. I yeah, can't just hop like, in and reset it. Negates whatever you're originally... Like my Zane one, which is mainly about doing clones. I got a mod in the newest DLC where it's like, kill skills, do this and this and this. And I'm like, what? Mm. It just flat out was just better than what I was having. I have to run kill skills. Not bad. I like the play style. It's pretty fun still. But the fact that I had to change it entirely is kind of like To make it problem. work. Exactly. I do feel like, and I feel like it got kind of better with this. I don't think there are any class mods in the third DLC, but in the first and second, I do think they made it a bit better by just adding class monsters. Hey, no matter how you look at it, this is just flat out a better thing. Like um, Green Monster on my mode, which is, hey, all your explosions have extra corrosive damage to them. That's great. That's that's not changing my play style in any type of way. It's giving me more. I still like the game, but like, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's great. It, it is. But I, I think it's just all that stuff that piles up that makes me kind of hate it. I think that's the real It kind of like with Borderlands 2, it's got one big one, but you know what it is and you can kind of. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I feel like Borderlands 3 almost kind of goes down the pre sequel route for me. Not that I think it's like bad at pre sequel anything like that, but it's like I love the idea they was going for. Or I love how they did the characters. I just wish it was instead of Borderlands 2. Me too. I think it's like, <laughs> I felt with the pre-sequel is that I wish I had these characters inside Borderlands 2. Yeah. Because I 
hate the oh, story. God, I hate to say it. Those are still my favorite characters in all of Borderlands. Yeah, honestly speaking, if Krieg wasn't my favorite, it'd immediately be Jack from Free Season. That was she like Athena, one of my favorite. The only melee no. character I ever yeah. loved. Athena was a really good one, too. I like that. Like, what's that? You down? Let me throw my shield at you and pick you back up. I like that combo we did where you're like, shoot my shield. What? Yeah. Shoot it. <laughs> just start. And then I just yeeted the shield and it just took a lot of health. I was like, sweet. Jesus. Dude, it's so good. And it's so much fun in there. They're just in the wrong game. Yeah, exactly. Because Free Sequel had the problem that we were talking about. It's like, it's just way too easy. But the characters are literally perfect. The problem with Free right? Sequel is. I hate the location. I hate the story. I hate the how short it is. I hate the loot. I hate the loot too. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. I was like, the loot actually felt like it didn't do nothing, really. And then she brought back the same weapons, which gave a cryo element. Yeah, and then like, the laser weapons are actually pretty useless. They actually suck. They're bad. They're really, really bad. And then on top of that, they completely kill fire in that game, which was funny. Oh, yeah, they're uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say my opinion of the DLC. I actually really like it. One, two. It's really fun. The handsome one and then the hammerlock uh, wedding with Jacob. I thought that yeah. was, it was funny how it ended, though. <laughs> with the wedding? Kind yeah, of random, funny. but I loved it. Honestly, I just like the thought process how it started. Like, I do feel like, you know what? And just to give, like, a quick comparison, Borderlands 2, how do you rate those DLCs? Like, starting with, like, the pirate booty. Where would you put that at? I put that at a hard seven. All right. Uh, next one being like, tour. Like oh, go for it. A good majority of it, but it did feel like a little... Kind of got boring after a little bit, you know? That's kind of how I feel about it, too. It's, you only can really spend so much time in the giant sand desert fighting worms. Yeah. Like I said, it's like it's good in the beginning, and it's really funny. And then it keeps going, and it gets a little lower, and then it gets back up when you, you know... Get to, get to the end and all that. From that lighthouse to the end, it's actually really fun to me. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was like saying. It's like it takes a dip down and then it goes back up. Yeah, that's about where I feel about it too. I also give it a seven. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how I feel about this. I feel like I'm going to go lower because of this. But Shade is the worst character I ever seen in my entire life. Who? Yeah. <laughs> all right, there you go. That's so, all I need so. to say. <laughs> that was a dude. Uh, that's that that's a creepy dude. That's yeah. a creepy dude. <laughs> I hate it. He was creepy. He was funny, though. I'm not going to lie, though. Yeah, that's kind of why it's like they did what they wanted him to do. They wanted him to be creepy. They made him creepy. I don't know who the actor is or whoever did the voice. It's scary. <laughs> I, I never looked it up. Good, he did too good of a job. That's why I didn't look it's him really up. Uh, next one, the yeah. Twerk DLC. Is the what now? Uh, good old good old Twerk badass creator of badass too. I'm going to give that a hard nine. Yeah, all right. I almost want to give it a 10, but I really can't. Just the location for me. Yep, exactly. That's the <laughs> biggest thing that I have, is the location I really didn't care for. But every time Torque said anything, oh, made go. Absolute go. Every single time. I didn't really time. Care the location, but I love everything else going to, going into it. Like, uh, it, it was like, a badass creator, a badass at you. Like, that's not what it's called. Badass Crater, Badass Dude. Yeah, that oh, intro movie. Oh Dude, the moment you see that intro movie, you're like, all right, they hit it out the park on this one. They know what they were doing. They did yeah. a good job. I really did like it a lot. But yeah, like the location is just like, I don't really like the map layout, how it looks. You know, I wish it was like more crazier. Like, I wanted it to look more like 
some Mad Max stuff. You know, it's I just want just more desert explosion. Yeah, flamethrowers going out of everywhere. You know, I wanted that. That would have been a good way to do it. I just make it like a big Mad that's Max style. The vibes of mm-hmm. everyone's crazy. Everyone loves explosions. Go nuts! And it's a big giant fight arena where everybody like where everything goes down. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's why I was like, "This is pretty light." Hammerlock. That is probably the lowest one. I would probably give Hammerlock's DLC. I give it a five. I give it a five. I'm going to be a little bit harsh on that one. I really didn't like it. You're still being more generous than I was going to be. Oh, you you right. I am the more generous one. Like a <laughs> That's five. a hard it's three for me, dude. <laughs> hard three. I understand completely. I because like I said, I mean, go ahead and say your thoughts on it because I'm probably going to have a little mini rant. You can go ahead and have your mini rant because mine's going to end short and simple. It's boring. It's <laughs> the story's not good. Trap and Hammerlock are just eh inside of it. The enemies are super annoying. Super. The Witch Doctor is like the most annoying thing in the game. Like, hey, maybe this thing where you really can't do damage to me. And I have this tornado that will always one-shot you. And it's always like 40 of me. I'm a regular ad. So you got to kill it with melee, which isn't a problem too much for Creed for the most part, but (laughs) everybody's Creed. I get near him and that wind hits me. It hurts. I know. It hurts. I can blood explode this entire world, but sweet Jesus, if I get hit by that tornado, I might as well just lay down. Uh, the side quests inside of it aren't that good. I will say this: the story is kind of funny with the way the final boss ends. In fact, the final boss sums up that entire that entire DLC. Yeah, hundred percent. That's kind of the reason why I give it a five because I love that part so. Much. <laughs> I love it so much. For anybody who doesn't know, essentially, you spend this entire DLC tracking this guy down. Then, when you finally fight him, you watch him trip downstairs and die. And it's beautiful. It's great. So it's definitely the hardest villain I've ever fought in my life. Oh, then you have the two invincible bosses. You have Voracious, which is um a big motherfucker of God. I, I, I don't know if I want to give it more points for having like the first actual boss and maybe go, wow, I don't know if this is doable. For for real. Uh, like, but, oh man, he hurt. He but hurt so much. The big thing with him was just the fact that like, I don't know if I want to give it credit just because it's like it really is just a fight that just isn't meant to be fair. It really isn't. It's it's hard for hard's sake, literally. Yeah, just cause there's like there's there isn't to me what it kind of comes down to is like Terramorphous, all that fight will be hard is like all the stuff going on with it. Uh, Hyperius, it will be hard. You have all these ads that are like super tanky, keeping him protected. Yeah. So I get that. Pyrope, uh, that's just a joke. yeah. Pyrope is an absolute joke and it's hilarious. It's it's funny. It's 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 common. Yeah, that might be why they made racist way. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they were just like, oh, you guys got this relief? Nah. Hey, let me, nah. Let, me show you, let me show you why Pete wasn't that bad. <laughs> okay, I'm be a real threat. I supernova every five seconds. Every five what? seconds, twice. What? And if you get to a certain amount, I literally just kill you. I just one-shot what? you. Screw the health gate. I'm like, oh, my Lord. He was a hard fight, man. He, yeah. he was a really, really hard fight. Um, well, a lot of people forget about it is there's actually two invincible bosses in that DLC. Yeah, the giant one. I, I was thinking about that. I forgot to run. That thing is one of the worst things ever. It's yeah. not hard. It's just annoying. Uh, boy. <laughs> I'm a giant. It's not with Final Fantasy 15 with the uh, Adam and Toys. It's just boring. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's just, hey, are you ready to spend the next like three hours shooting this one thing? Well, here you go. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I have no love lost for a Hammerlock DLC. Screw that one. Uh, it's actually, right. Alex's favorite DLC for Borderlands 2. Uh, what's wrong with Alex? Yeah, <laughs> if you want to <laughs> track him down later. I'll track him. I'll always win. Uh, then we got the good old, the big boy, Tiny Tina. That's that's an automatic 10. Automatic, automatic 10. Easily. It's it's funny. Mm-hmm. It's so much deals. Like, so many you know, So much content quests. in it. So many side quests inside so of it. Much. And it's like, so, like, she butt style. It, it's just so much. Mm-hmm. So much so many good. It watch. feel like a good send-off for the game, too. It, it did, because you get a little bit of closure with Tiny Tina and, like, how she feels about Roland. And that was sad. Yeah. Was Having really her kind of terms with that. It That's something else it did, too, of really good. Hitting you in those deep moments when you needed it. Um, it was a really good game. Dude, absolutely. Game. Great loot inside of it. And I know you're not a big D&D guy, but just like even like the big D&D like style theme area. Loved all of it. Really cool. I loved a lot. It was it was just a blast, man. And I will admit, it made me want to play D&D just because of how cool it was. Mm-hmm. I don't even like D&D like that. Honestly, God, I know a lot of people who actually started saying the same thing. Like, hey, I never played D&D in my life. And I tried the Tina DLC. That should make me want to try it out. No, for real, man. I just God, remember man. as I was going through that list, Fifth big DLC for Borderlands 2. Really? What was that? Uh, Fight for Sanctuary. I guess I have no opinion on this one. <laughs> Did you not play it? Or? Oh. Oh, wow. Bring it all back home. That's kind of why I like yeah. Borderlands 3. There's just so much like small stuff I feel like we're just missing from 2. Yeah, and it just amounts to it, you know? Mm-hmm. It makes it a way... It's all the small stuff that makes it like just not, you know, not too fun because like it ruins it a little bit like you'll have fun for a good minute and then you're just like oh god oh this mayhem changed now i what are we dealing with now let me go check it's a super easy game to play for a couple minutes after you beat it and go all right i did everything i wanted to do and then stop again yeah exactly it's probably the reason why we haven't as gone as hard as in borderlands 2 we're like i i remember we literally beat the game and i can't tell you how How many many times times we literally replayed the game Mm mm-hmm like legit, we've Dude, done it with multiple characters. We had ties. I know. Uh, I remember like my highlight for me when I played Gage, and then against like level sixty five. I was like, oh man, I, I don't know. I just can't do this anymore. You want to start over? He's like, yeah. <laughs> like just, no hesitation because the game was that great that even almost max level final difficulty mode to then say oh, I feel like starting over, and it's like no hesitation. It's like all right, cool. There you go. I'll just want to try out a new character too and be like, oh, okay, I want to see how mm-hmm. his perspective is and how he plays. Um, I know after I like discovered Maya, I never swapped off again, though. God, uh, same. Same with same. you. As soon as I discovered Krieg, I was just like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> this, this is Endgame. Oh my god, this, this is so many good This time. is the best thing ever. I can blood explode and I can just randomly yell nonsense. This this is my... This, the blood they found where I am and just, for just like make this character revolve around him. Let's Moses is the absolute best Brandon, thing give, ever. give me Borderlands 3. Let me play as Krieg. If not, at least give me 4 I get to play Krieg. That's all I ask. Give me Krieg was, back, dang it. I was hoping it was going to minimal, like, bring back all the old Vault Hunters that were still around to be played again. But, you know, it seems like the big rumor, the quote-unquote rumor, and I'm saying quote-unquote because skill, the skill trees actually have leaked online already. Dang. But apparently we're getting a fourth skill tree for all the characters. 
Really? With a brand new ability in each one. That sounds dope. Which, I mean, that's... To me, you're right. And I'm like, that's kind of cool, but I still would have rather took a brand new character. Oh, 100%. I'm still on the line of, I wish I would have had a brand new character. Mm-hmm. Not even a lot of you. But, but um, I'll take this at least something, because I'm like, all right, now what, what new stuff do we get? It's something new, and I'll take that. Um, going off memory, it's Moe's gets something called Iron Bear that nobody knows what it is yet. Flat gets a robot pet. Zane gets an Iron Man suit. Ah, okay, then. So uh, Zane gets the best one. <laughs> Honestly, though, so, no, yes. Dude, come give me that Iron Man's ice. Mm. <laughs> Randy might not give me a character, but I'll take this. Say this I'll is still a win. Level. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but um, level cap sixty five. We're saying it's going to be the end of Borderlands three level game. It's still like if you had a rate, let's just rate it real quick, and then we'll go to the next topic. Okay. What would you rate Borderlands three? I'm going back and forth between seven and eight. I why, why do we have the same wavelength? Because I was thinking seven or eight. <laughs> I was kind of leaning towards the eight. I'm not gonna lie. I'm leaning towards eight just because I'm thinking about the DLCs. Dude, that third DLC, I had such a good time in it that like I can't like that. To me, that one DLC made up the entire game, and I like the other two DLCs too. Like you know, you saw me yeah. losing my mind for uh, Love and Tentacle. That one was a really really good DLC. That was but really good. That, that really third good. DLC again, I didn't see. I didn't say I thought I'd ever say this for Borderlands Three, but. I think I like that DLC more than Tiny Tina's. That's crazy. I gotta play this. I really do. Because that sounds nuts to me. They said the hub town they give you is my favorite hub town in all of Borderlands. The quests they give you are freaking amazing. I love the fact that they added like a Wild West bounty system where you could track down criminals who are part of this big criminal network. That sounds awesome. Like, I can't wait to play this weekend. It was, it was great. This weekend, I said you're down like Saturday. Oh, for sure. Uh, besides that, I mean, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I don't got a whole lot more to yeah, add. Borderlands yeah. 3. I think you already know my rating is going to be 8. 8. Is my counter DLC 100% of 8? Yeah, okay. I see. If you're not, you're counting a 7. Which, that's fair, honestly. We're being honest. Yeah. Because, like I said, it definitely did have a rocky start. It was still good, but it, it definitely had a uh, again, let me lie to you if I didn't say like, oh, did you not like your first time through it? Oh no, I loved it. I um, definitely did, but it's like it's like the the aftermath of it. Huh? Mm. I will admit too. I also have like, I feel like at this point I played through the game more times than you have. I think I made like I think I done like six full playthroughs of it. Yeah. Right for normal to true vault. I'm crazy man. And I am, and I will say this. As I play it more and more, I go, I hate Eden 6. <laughs> Jacob's Planet. Yeah, that was I hate boring. that planet with a passion. I hate that That's planet. Fair. And then I kind of don't care a lot about going to Pandora the second time. Yeah, I was thinking that too. It was like Pandora was actually kind of boring. And doesn't help the fact that then you go to like this brand new alien planet and it's like nothing there. It basically feels like a blue Pandora. Yeah, that's pretty true, too. Yeah, so that's like a big triple whammy at the end. I feel you 100%, man. Like I said, it, 
it was definitely a good game, but it, it definitely, like I said, it was missing stuff, man. Mm-hmm. It was missing a lot more stuff than I'm pretty sure we were thinking of because it just amounted to so much. It really did. Which is crazy because we definitely had high hopes for it, but at the same time, they, they were there for it. You know? It's like, don't get me wrong, it definitely still delivered for sure. I think it did. Oh. Now, was it the, well, the best? No, but at least it wasn't pre-sequel. At least it wasn't pre-sequel. Oh, you can ask me like, oh, which one? I like more three or pre-sequel. It's three without a heartbeat. Oh, 100%, because pre-sequel is... Pre-sequel is bad. That was a hard-to-swallow pill because of how how great the characters were, but how everything else, like all had, the story, everything, had, side quest, boring. I had times I wanted to like try to fight through how much I hate it just because I love the characters in it that much. But it's hard. Oh, yeah. I can't. It's definitely hard. Especially when the game first came out, we're like, oh, yeah, you can't replay any bosses. What? You couldn't refarm bosses in a loot. How am I supposed to get the loot? Like, oh, you used the uh, grinder or you hope to see it in the vending machine? I'm like, what? Why? What do? <laughs> what do? Uh, and that's kind of why, and this is a good segue for you. The first thing on the list, Batman Gotham Knight. It looks so good, though. It looks so good. Please don't be mad. Uh, I wanted this for so long. Dude, I want to like, play as Brad. The only thing I will say out the gate that worries me so much in it is that it's being made by the B team of Rocksteady. 100%. And I know the only game they made, I think, was Arkham Origins. That's, that's it. Most of my favorite. I mean, favorite worse because of how it started. I know you played all Origins. I think you said like you enjoyed it for the most part, right? Yeah, I really liked it, especially the the Deathstroke fight. Like that fight, that was awesome. I will admit, I, was- I know the game. Um, it's <laughs> obviously you played through it on my PC. I know it got better over time, but I know like on release, it was like Fallout seventy six before Fallout seventy six. It was like a really buggy mess. Yeah, exactly. That's why I was just like, so that's definitely a thing to really keep in mind is that maybe. The game could be good after all the stuff that happens. Dang, I really want it to be good out the get-go so we can start getting more and more, you know? And Give me more I, back characters I could play, please. And that's, that's kind of my thing with this. I feel like there's no way to mess this up. And that's why I get worried about them messing this up. Exactly, you know? I just... I need this, Google. Uh, but for, I need this. Over. But for those keeping track at home, Batman Gotham Knights... Batman's supposedly dead. How you feel about that? Out the gate. <laughs> he's not dead. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> don't listen to him. Nah, he's, he's not he's dead. Over. He's just he's sleeping. Over. He's gone. Nah, man. He said the goodbye video. That probably was planned. He had it planned. He's been planning for five years. No nah. one can stop him. Nah. He ain't playing good enough. That's how they got him. Hey. Um, we're doing, we're doing quarter hours inside this. Well, it sounds cool, actually. Uh, you know anything about the Quarter Owls at all, or no? Not really. Uh, absolutely nothing, except that they were here when Gotham was made. That's all I know. Pretty much. Um, New 52 had a lot of bad stuff in it, but everybody loved the Batman stuff, and the Quarter Owls was the first Batman story, and everybody loved it. I'm not surprised. Everybody loved it, minus one thing that I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going I'm to add this in, and audience, this is for you too. Possible spoilers for the game continue because i feel like with them doing quarter owls and considering the subject matter for the game do you want me to go into this before i say it well i don't i want i want to know Tell me. so 
For the storyline for Court of Owls, there were two Bruces. Oh, is that the Hush? <laughs> no, not Hush. Not Long Halloween. We'll get into that later. But there was Bruce. Apparently, he had like an actual like um, I don't want to say twin brother or anything like that. But he had like you find out Bruce is adopted. You find out that his parents had had a oh. miscarriage. And you find uh-huh. out that, hey, they actually didn't miscarry. They actually had the real baby. And was just oh, taken geez. away from him. That's crazy, actually. Oh, Jesus Christ. He more or less went through everything to try to, like, like the, reconstru- the face of reconstruction and all this other stuff. To kind of become a better version of, like, what he thought he should have been. With Bruce Lee and Batman. It's, there's a really good storyline. You haven't, like, checked it out. Strongly recommend uh, but I, I wouldn't be surprised because at one point in time, everybody do think Batman's dead. And then you find out like, oh, no, Batman's alive. or just using him as like one of these owls. That's kind of what I was thinking it was going to happen, too. Because so, I remember that a little bit of the Court of Owls you told me is that they were, I think it was Dick Grayson actually had like something in his mouth or something that could mind control him or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like in his and tooth. Quite, it was in his tooth. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And like all of it was staged because of the quarter owl just so they could use him as an assassin, but Bruce got to him first and that's how he became uh Robin. Yeah. Which I think is super cool. I love that idea. That's super cool. There's like a lot more stuff than that too, but uh Ryan's the Nightwing guy, the all that area of Yeah, see, I, of I never really care for Nightwing. I'm have I... <laughs> I just wanna shoot villains in my face, bro. So oh, and that goes down to it too. You're gonna be Red Hood, I'm guessing, huh? A hundred percent. The choices we have is Red Hood, Batgirl. They didn't say Tim Drake Robin. I'm gonna say Tim Drake Robin. That's Red I think Robin. It is Robin. Yeah, I think it is. This, there's nothing else it can be. It's not Damien. Said so then Batgirl's the last one. I'm gonna play Red Robin. How do I not? I gotta play as my boy Jason Todd. He's he's my favorite for a while. Dude, that's gonna be a fun combo. Um, here's the problem with it though. Uh, four uh, different characters to choose from. You ready for the first bad news for you? Yes. Two-player co-op. Uh, yeah, I thought so. Okay, I, I seen that somewhere flowing around. Talking about two-player co-op. That hurts. Still down. It hurts, too. Okay, I really want it to be me, you, and Ryan. Red That's Hood, exactly Nightwing, right. and Red Robin. The Triple Robins would have been good. The Triple that Robins would have been, so been so good. That would have been so dope. Nope. Can't have that. We can't be that lucky. Beggars can't be choosers, man. Beggars cannot be choosers. No. The numbers popping up on people's head really makes me think it's going to be a looter-style game. I think it is, too. That's what I've noticed. And if you notice, too, Mr. Freeze was also having an affliction on him, too. Oh, he had a status effect? Uh Uh-huh. Oh. And we also got a status effect in the trailer, too. We had ice. You're right. Yes, yeah, so to me that might as well confirms it. Uh-huh. Which That's isn't a bad thing. I'm happy about that. I, I kinda hey, want I that. Love, <laughs> love loot, give me more. Yeah, that's it. Looter games is kind of our life, if you didn't notice from the last forty minute borderlands discussion. <laughs> that was what a heck. I know, right? Dude, honest guy, I put down a borderlands one as like a small thing. I didn't think it out be like the longest one we had so far. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, though, we love Borderlands. Oh, yeah, we do. And I'm hoping this will be our big one, too. Um, coming in 2021. It's got Man, the night. So, like, just a 
break it down and what I think right now. It's like, man, that looked good. Looks real looked good. good. Like, just looking at, like, when Batgirl was on the bike, just going at it, I was like, bro, this is awesome. The Combat other thing that's scary is the it. other thing that we're talking about, the two-player co-op, right? Mm-hmm. When do we go in? Do we go in up the get-go? Like, hey, me, you, let's lobby, we're in. Or does it work more like, hey, we're, I'm in this part of a mission where I can get somebody. Oh, you think they're going to double may cry it? That's exactly what I'm thinking. Because mm. if you notice, the other Robin didn't come in until... So way in the mission. She, yep. So, and this is going to be... This is me putting like a bit of a few words in your mouth, but I just want to see. Is, do you basically think it's going to be like, hey, we all have our separate missions with each one of these characters? If the two missions like meet up, you could join up type thing? That's what I'm thinking. I, uh, I don't know if each character has their own different mission and they meet up, but mm-hmm. I think it's going to be more or less like whatever character you pick, we all have to fight Freeze, but you're now at this part in the segment, now you can get somebody to join you. I hope not. To me, I hope if not. that is the case, why say two-player co-op? That exactly. might as well not even be multiplayer. Like, I want to be roaming around the city with you know, with you. Yeah. I want to be like jumping around, ziplining while you're like over there flying and stuff. That'd be awesome. Does Red Hood have a zipline? Uh, he might. I actually don't know. I think he actually does because that's he can't fly out. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> he, he'll fly with his boots. Although apparently Robin can teleport, so I mean, who knows? That was awesome. That, that was, was really great. cool. Like I said, it wasn't like, sold on Red Robin before. Just, mm. Right, that looks cool. I really wanted to see more Red Hood. Obviously, they didn't show anything for Red Hood or Nightwing. I was so mad. Well, cause let's be honest. And even though I give Nightwing hard hate, let's be honest. Those are two favorite characters for everybody right there. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So, obviously, you want to say the best for last. Oh, yeah. Like I said, it looks so clean and so pristine. But at the same time, it also scares me, too, that the fact that the B team is making it. Because I'm like... Oh man, I I wanted I wanted this for a while, right? Yeah, me and I've both. Wanting a good DC game, and don't get me wrong, Batman is like definitely one of my favorite favorite heroes. But I just wanted something a little bit different because we've already had the Arkham's, you know. Mm-hmm. We have all the Arkham's in the world. I I just want to try something different. I want to play the other characters. You know? The other characters in the Batman universe, or just in general for like DC. Uh, the Batman like universe and in general too, though. Mm. Because I would love to play a game that revolves around Flash. I don't know how you would make it, but that'd be awesome. Flash only has speed, so what is your game going to revolve around? You know, mm-hmm. like you just think super fast and racing people basically and fighting them. It's like you really have to think that through because it could go both ways. It could be really good or well, honestly, or really bad. Most, it's going to be really bad because it's, that's a hard. Premise it's so to really easy do. to mess up than it is to get good. Yeah, especially like Superman. Like, what do you do to make it like you don't want to make it too difficult, but at the same time, you don't want to make it too easy because and people are going to be like, "Well, Superman has all this, 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 this. How do I make it?" Mm-hmm. You know. But uh, that's kind of why I get afraid when they go into the reverse. Which I won't lie, we got the Gotham Knights a lot faster than I thought we would. But Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. Well, to be fair though, Gotham Knights we only showed like a. <laughs> to be fair. I mean, you say that, but watch us be on this for, for like an hour, dude. <laughs> uh, that's true. That's very true. Uh, so this is being made by the actual AT. This is being made by Rocksteady. So I think this is going to be awesome. I will admit, I will admit, I watched the video of Angry Joe. 
I, I am kind of leading towards that a little bit. Oh, Why does Superman always have to be bad? <laughs> this is like, how many games now that he's been the bad guy? Like, it's a lot. games and... Everything else? No. From the freaking... No, you don't think so, dude? Like, look at the movie, dude. Batman v Superman. Superman's a bad guy. Or supposed to be. Really, it felt like Batman was the bad guy. <laughs> I, was, I felt like Batman was bad more than Superman. Going around shooting people. Batman was literally killing people. Yeah. I don't feel like... like Get me wrong. Anytime we have something that's Superman related, it is normally he's on, like, the wrong side. But at exactly. the same time, too, it's kind of hard to... It's like we made, like, a One Punch Man movie. It's hard to say, hey, this is going to be super interesting when I know at any point in time the main character can just end this. That is true. You have to have villains that are, like, way above in order to do stuff like that. Exactly. And unfortunately, there's not many. But that's the thing, though. I do feel like there there are a good amount. I do feel like there are a really good amount. Like, give me wrong, I hate to say it. I think it's hard to make a Superman game with Lex Luthor as the bad guy, even though he's his main villain. But it's kind of like, because of the way Lex operates, I don't really know how you make like a game where you're like an all-powerful god and like you're basically getting outsmarted. Right. Like, but it, that's it's, it. It's really hard. But that's it. And like, now I'm going to spitball my ideals to you. If we had like yeah. a Superman's dark side type game. Exactly. Was like Superman, he goes to like the dark side world and he's like surviving inside there. I think that'd be kind of hype. That'd be pretty lit. I'd be uh, really lit because dark side's like, he, he is a real threat. Batman is like Omega level three. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus, how? And even looking inside the, um, even going through like the game we got right now, this man versus Suicide Squad. Even with that, I feel like Brainiac would be a fantastic villain to have in a Superman game. A hundred percent, Brainiac is like ridiculously strong. Can they have somebody who can go toe to toe with Superman? Even somebody as smart as Lex Luthor can do all these other things. That's great. Oh yeah. That's kind of why I wonder how they're going to handle this because I don't see how they could. I, 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 like don't, I, said, don't, know. I, I don't know. Because, <laughs> like, I will admit the Suicide Squad. I'm, I'm, I like the lineup. I, I will admit my only one that I'm kind of like, eh? I, I like the idea of Boomerang. Boomerang's cool. Harley Quinn is cool. Well, we, have, we have Harley Quinn, Captain Boomerang, Dead Shark, and King Shark. And I'm going to be real with you. I wanted Deadshot the most. I was like, oh, I'm going to play Deadshot. But I, I will admit, he just felt weird to me. I felt I weird because you used to the Will Smith Deadshot or just felt weird because of like how Deadshot is and how that guy was acting? Uh, a little bit of both, but I will admit, it also kind of does step the... I would like to have Will Smith. Like Will Smith would have been Will Smith was a really good Deadshot. People give him hate, but I thought he did a good job in that role. I honestly thought he did a really good job. I thought he did pretty good, honestly. Like, cocky and doing all the stuff that he was doing. That's like that's how I felt that shot was, honestly. Yeah. To be honest with you, if I never miss, I'd be cocky as shit, too. <laughs> Not gonna lie. I will say this much, and I know it's like all just like a CG trailer and all these other things, but I like the chemistry they got. Like, I do feel like they bounce off each other really yeah, well. I thought that was cool. I thought that was really, really cool. It's like, you never miss. We've heard it a thousand times. I thought that was fun. Mm-hmm. But I think the real thing that stems from it is that he has a jetpack. I was like, what? Honestly, guy, that kind of makes sense to me. <laughs> like, I get it to that way he can aim better. And just, I don't know. I don't like the thought process of him just having a jetpack. I was like, oh, okay, that's... I kind of like thinking to me. It's like, in my mind, I'm thinking, you're a guy who never misses, and you can get to a spot where you can always see people looking down at him. I think that kind of makes you busted. It does, but at the same time, I just would like to play, like, the 
good old like I just like to keep it simple, you know. Like, I want boots <laughs> to the ground, you know what I'm saying? I want to just fly around. Like I'm pretty sure I'll probably play cool, probably flying around and stuff. But I just like the thought process of a, like Deadshot just being able to shoot from literally anywhere in any way about it. You know? I mean, here's my thing. You know, when the, I think I mentioned to you before, when the game comes out, I'm main in Captain Boomerang. Cause one, because okay. I think he's just a meme of a character, and I want to. Oh, 100%. He is a meme. And I'm going to be real with you. I was thinking about playing it too. <laughs> but they also gave him the power to teleport with his boomerang. Yeah, I don't understand how that works. I want to. That is so cool. That made me smile. Was he was funny. literally throwing his boomerangs and teleporting to his boomerangs just to catch it. I'm like, what? That's good. That's I don't good. understand, but I want more, please. You love it. It's weird. I feel like that's because that has more synergy. I feel like the synergy that comes with the whole flying and dead shot just. I'm just like, yeah, I'm not about that. I think it'd be cooler stuff. Synergy with teleporting with a boomerang? <laughs> I know it sounds stupid, but I want it. And I think that's the real reason why I want it is because boomerang is literally a joke character. And I feel like Deadshot's a very serious character. And that's why I kind of like that. You do, know? You not like, do you not put seriousness with like jetpacks? No. Have you not seen The Mandalorian? He really didn't actually use a jetpack for a while, actually. He used it at the end. That's all that matters. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you prefer the Western style. Don't no, credit. I'm, I'm hella biased. I won't even deny that to you. That's what I thought. But to be honest with you, I think that worked a little bit more because we had Boba Fett starting off with it, you know? Like, he, he kind of set the standard. So it's like, you now we got this shot trying to set the standard. And I don't like that standard. Give me Will Smith, <laughs> damn it. If Will Smith had the jetpack, you feel better? It'd make me feel a little bit better. Little <laughs> All right. Yeah. I was going to say on the whole like Suicide Squad game thing was that, oh, it takes place in the Arkham universe. So this is actually something that's like <laughs> a back, a back step a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Oh, go so, for it. So how do you feel of Gotham Knights being not continuity to the Arkham uh, universe, but Suicide Squad is? Doesn't it feel weird? No. And the reason I'm going to say it don't feel weird to me is because I do feel like if you're gonna have a big, big Gotham style game, why would you, and you want to have these characters kind of like stand on their own? It's kind of hard to put them in the same exact universe. That's fair. I do feel you know, like the Suicide Squad that. one is kind of. That's how I honestly feel about it. I do feel like oh, the Suicide right. Squad one putting that in the Gotham universe is kind of a weird boat. Mm-hmm. I do feel like there's kind of was no need for that, but I also feel like this is the first time you ever really had Harley, as far as I know of. It's like a mainstay in the game at the face of it. So to yeah. me, having her already with like a history for her character, I feel like that kind of works. Yeah, it makes sense. That, that actually will work really good. But the other thought process is like, I feel like where it ended in the Arkham, like in Arkham Knight, fits so perfectly what will happen with, in Gotham Knight almost. Like, they near to a T almost, because then the explosion happened in the Wayne Manor, and then mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff happened. Yeah, exactly. Like, it fits... It fits and collides perfectly. So if, if I want to, like, so, so if I want to be like, if I want to be like, the I don't want to say bearer of bad news, but I want to be like, the, do we want to get you worried a little bit? It could be, and this is a worst case scenario, but it could be that they chose not to put it in the universe in case this game do really bad for nobody to associate it with Arkham. All right, we're back. Howdy, hey, howdy. All right. Uh, Before that last thing happened, (laughs) because nothing totally didn't happen that had to get cut out. Nothing like that. Not at all. 
Yeah. The power <laughs> of editing. The power of editing. It's like it never happened to you. <laughs> I guess I, I am like a I guess, I guess now I own the king shark. No, it's not that you have the affinity gauntlet. Snap me. It sounded weird. Don't I might that. have to I might have to cut that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Okay. Anyway. Um, so about the, like the whole like wheel thing. Let's go ahead and go back to where it stemmed from about like the whole like Arkhamverse right now and Suicide Squad. I guess it does kind of work because you know they're working on it. They want to like keep going with the Arkham. Yeah. But do you think they're gonna actually kill the Justice League though? No. Like how? Yeah. Okay. I don't think so either. I'm like thinking they're just gonna help unbrainwash them. That's exactly what I think is gonna happen. Which is which? This, I mean, his, this this is the weird boat, right? A good uh, portion of me is like, if any studio could kill off the Justice League and get away with doing it, who would it be? And I got people who make the Arkham games. I can't think yeah, of making nobody else so I can see who will try to pull that off. They they pulled off killing the Joker. That's to say a lot that, right there. That says a lot. But I feel like we're kind of like in a big damage you do type moment because they could do it, in which case people are going to get hella mad, especially depending on how you yeah, do certain ones. The risk. Mm-hmm. But then the issue too is if they don't do it, then you're going to upset a lot of people because of the name of the game. Exactly. Because it's basically the Suicide Squad and you're going after Superman to kill. You know? It's like, damn if you do, damn if you don't. Because it, and it, I think the real reason why they had this whole DC fandom, this whole extravagance, is this is like DC trying really hard to make a comeback. DC was really been in really bad shape this entire year. And this Dude, fandom was everything they needed it to be. Exactly. This is what they were like. This is literally everything we have to offer to you. Everything. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the all or nothing, you know? This is... And I, I really don't want DC to go bankrupt and then get owned by Disney or somebody else because... Dude, they were... So I'm glad they backed out of it. But earlier this year, they were trying to sell off their game department. Which is crazy, man. I Which really also includes NetherRealm, by the way. And I know, and I love NetherRealm, and I think, and I, I will admit, I am on the part of, like, Mortal Kombat 11, I just, I don't, it's, it's a good game, and I like it, but it's just missing something, man. I don't know what it is. It's like, I play the game, and I'm like, I, I'm, I'm just missing something, you know? It's not hooking me like the Mortal Kombat I 9 feel- did, you know? Uh, well, X didn't hook you like that either, though, right? Yeah, 100% it didn't. Like, I, I will admit, I did play X more than I played 11. Oh, honest, wow. I think 11 is still a better game than X, but it's just the problem is, like, it just didn't hook me as much as I thought it would. You know? Sometimes I wonder, because we had the same as that talk when we were talking about Borderlands, where, like, I wonder if it's just because we played, like, our older versions of it so much to, like, we learned to appreciate all the stuff it had, that if it's missing those one or two things, if it just kind of hits us, like, whoa... This just doesn't yeah. feel right. Yeah, I think it's really... Because one of the one big thing I noticed is that I didn't like how Eleven was so easy to learn. It feels like it caters to people yeah. who are new and old school. But at the same time, I'm like, you don't give any reason for the people who've been following you for all this time to really... Like, the only thing you can master at the point of when you learn the combos is that's it. The only thing you learn after that is, like, frames and, and when to 
encounter somebody when is their openings and stuff like that. And don't get me wrong, it, it does factor in a lot. Well, to me, when it comes to fighting games in general, you always hit two really like distinct camp. Either you're going to get the tech and the Street Fighter route of doing things, which is, I'll admit, kind of what I like, which is yeah. no matter what the game is, no matter like whatever you're playing in, what decade you're playing in, you pick up Ryu in Street Fighter 2, he's going to play like Ryu in Street Fighter 5. You pick up Martial Law in Tekken 2, he's going to play like Martial Law in Tekken 7. Right. And well, it's like, I feel like you, you, you take less risk, but at the same time, you get what you kind of want, and you, the new characters are supposed to be like the flesh the out. New, yeah, you know? that makes you bring it out. And I think it works pretty good, and I will admit, I don't know how I feel about it, but at the same time, I can appreciate the fact that you will get your character, and they'll play the same, and a little reamp to, like, what they can do a little bit. Mm-hmm. But the real fun, to me, is the fact that your character plays how you play them, and you learn and master them. But the fun is, you get to play a new character you've never seen before, so you have to adapt to how, what is my best thing to do, you know? How do I go about this? Is it better to go for Shoryukens because they jump so much, or is it better to go for Hadoukens and keep a distance from them, you know? you kind of saying that it's a, it's a problem, or what you mean? No, I actually enjoy that. Okay. Like, yeah. Well, your character is how you played them and mastered them to the full extent, but you get these new characters that kind of bring out like a whole new color. You know. Well, to me, I don't know how you feel about it, but to me, I feel like that's kind of how things probably should be. I to a certain degree, I, I kind of believe in that too because, like, that's how I felt with Sub Zero. I liked him in Nine, but I loved him in in uh, in X because X was the most I love I've never loved Sub Zero and how he played ever as like nine was like perfect. Mm-hmm. I didn't think X could make Sub Zero any better and it somehow did. I, I don't know how they did it. X Sub Zero obviously his only variation that anyone plays with yeah, the Ice Bio Master. I loved <laughs> it. I was like, yo, this is amazing. How? And then I go into eleven. Sub Zero's been my main for a while. And I go into 11. What did y'all do? <laughs> well, and man, you can mark my words for it. I said it back when X even first came out. Because of the way X was designed with the variation system, I flat out said if they ever take out the variation system, which of course they were going to, at some point in time in the future, whether it be 11 or next game, they're going to immediately kill off how they've had all those characters play off. Yeah, yeah 100%. They definitely since you have to like go back to ground zero with them. Yeah. You really, really, really did though, and it, it's unfortunate because there's a lot. There's a lot of variations I hate. I'm not gonna lie. There, there's yeah. a lot that I hate. Like, I'm like thinking all the variation for Earth Max were horrible, except for literally one, and it, it feels like that for all the characters dang near. Mm-hmm. It's rare that you'll have one that you like multiple. Like the only one I could think of off the bat, and this is technically cheating because I'm gonna go with Triborg because you have Sekborg, <laughs> you have Cyrax, you have Smoke. Those uh, are literally the the, the funnest variations I played. You also had Cyber Sub Zero in there too. He had four. Forgot about that one. You're right. They also had Cyber Sub Zero, another good one. And that is cheating though, but you, you yeah. get what I'm saying. It's like a very rare that you're gonna have one that you like. Another good example is Johnny Cage. I hate A List. I hate all of them except for Stun Double. Stun Double was Love great. Was awesome. Oh my god, those shadow kicks. I, I liked it. I like how you can make an after image and it does this kick for you. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's why Scorpion is the only one you can make an exception to as well because he had two good variations. I can't remember what they were because there was like ninjutsu or something like that. And ninjutsu the other was, one was like one. Demon uh, something I can't remember which was really cool. Hellspawn I feel like was another one. 
Another good one, Kenshi. Kenshi was really Kenshi good. Kenshi was great. His shadow was... little Amsom. Um, yeah, the back demon things. That was really cool. He kind of ran me a lot of Zod and Injustice. Yeah, Zod was really cool in Injustice. I like So, and I'm going to put myself on the bus because you're going to ask me why and I won't have an answer for you on it. But All right, cool. I do feel like, like, for you, when a new fighting game comes out, what exactly do you want? Because me personally, you can tell from the Street Fighter Tekken thing, I kind of like things staying the same. And you know about my whole Street Fighter thing where I buy every Street Fighter that comes out. Street Fighter 4, Street Fighter 4 Ultra, Street Fighter 4 Arcade. Okay, but why? <laughs> I don't really honestly have an answer. <laughs> I know. I just, I, just, <laughs> I just really enjoy them. I guess I enjoy like, all like the small balance changes they do for each one. I understand, man. If you love it, you love it. You know, that's but, how I feel with Mortal Kombat. I bought every Mortal Kombat you can think of. But I will say, um, and you definitely played more Mortal Kombat than I have. But yeah, I do feel like for me with Mortal Kombat, I do feel like it always had like big changes for each one. Uh, yeah, going from I, Mortal Kombat three to Deadly Alliance, when we went from like two D to three D, I was like, "Whoa, this is a big change." I didn't like that change. <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, this is a big change." Uh, Bring our, weapons our and all that. I didn't think it was too um, bad, but yeah, I did prefer the two D way more. Yeah, Deception of Armageddon. I feel like Deception of Armageddon was like the smallest change with Mortal Kombat games, in my opinion. Yeah, and that actually is the one I actually like the most, honestly. I love Deception to Armageddon. Like, Deception was already a really good game. I actually mm-hmm. liked it a lot. And then you go to Arkham, uh, Armageddon, Armageddon. And it's like, oh, this is a hardcore advance of what we already had. It's better. I was like, this is dope. I actually prefer the story in that one, too, out of all the Mortal Kombat's, too. You see, and that's kind of why, that kind of hits me where I kind of go, I feel like, and that's why I like the whole Street Fighter Tekken thing, I do feel like it's better to just take what's already there and just add on to it instead of, like, trying to reinvent the wheel every time. Yeah, no, I get it. Because, like, sometimes you get bad ones, and that's the problem. Is like, I'd rather would just keep everything stay the same and then have a little bump of something new, you know? Mm-hmm. Might not always work like that too, because like, you're gonna run the risk of doing something bad. Like that Street Fighter Five, it kind of rained kind of bad. Oh first. man, Street Fighter Five, and then it got better over time. Well, oh, I will wrong. admit too, what Street Fighter Five, what Street Fighter in general normally does that I notice personally, every odd number plays the same, every even number plays the same, but every even number never plays like an odd number. Street Fighter Three. Doesn't play anything like Street Fighter Four. Street Fighter Four doesn't play anything like Street Fighter Five. But if you play That's three so and went straight to five, you'll feel right at home. That's so weird. I I, I will That's admit it's it's definitely a weird thing for sure. But I almost wonder maybe that's the way to do it. Where if you want to reinvent it, you just reinvent every other one. And if people like that style, then you just put out every other one like that. My issue I have with I, doing that though, my big issue I have with doing that. Is when it comes to let's say like Street Fighter Three, you enjoy, it, but then you had to wait till Street Fighter Five come out. I want to say that's like fifteen years between three and five. That is true. That is a hard, hard one, right? Yeah. So it's like it. I will admit that it hurts a lot. The idea of knowing you got to wait this long to get like the next game you really, really want. Yeah, that that definitely does hit home. I'm not gonna lie to you. Ah, uh, oh, man, that's that is kind of tragic. I'm not gonna lie to you, but. At the same time, I definitely get what you're coming from, and and I do like I do appreciate what Eleven did do. It's like I said, it did reinvent some stuff that I actually do enjoy, but at the same time, it's just like it did a lot of stuff that I didn't really care for, and I think that's the reason why I just it didn't hook as hard as I thought it would. You know, you mm-hmm. know I thought I was going to be in this game for months, honestly. I thought so too. But I expect you to vanish for a long time. 
played for like a week. And I was like, oh, okay, this is pretty awesome. Oh, that hurts. I love this. <laughs> that and hurts I a lot. For another week, and I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. And then, like, literally, like, two or three weeks, I was literally like, I was over it. I mean, like, this, right, cool. this comes back to the whole, like, maybe we just get jaded because of how good we like other stuff. But I'm going to bring in another game that I'm going to bring another series of games that feel like you can argue are just like fighting games. Um, yeah, hack and Slashes. More importantly, Devil May Cry and Kingdom Hearts. Right, where uh, I'm a... Huh? I'm going to go the easy one first. I'm going to go with DMC first. And then we'll yeah, go with we'll Kingdom Hearts. All right. We're, we're both going to say the same thing for Kingdom Hearts. I mean, I can't remember. We're both the same Kingdom Hearts. We're going to say the same thing for Devil May Cry. Devil May yeah, Cry 100%. 5 is the best Devil May Cry game. Oh, 100%. <laughs> like this. Only complaint I literally have for that game is I wish it was longer. It's literally it. Mm-hmm. And, and give me Virgil. And that's crazy for me to say because it's like uh, Devil May Cry 3 and me and you both is pretty much say it's perfect. That's like a 10 yeah. out of 10 game with like no real complaints to it. 100%. And I absolutely love that game. And I will admit in a heartbeat, I feel like Five, like three to five. I feel like five changed a lot of stuff up compared to how it was in three. A lot. I feel like of stuff it gave up. us it gave us what we already wanted, and then mm-hmm. it gave more shit on top of it. And that's what's like, yes, that's and what I'm talking about. That's kind of what I was gonna go into with all this. I do feel like the feel of the game itself stays the same when they do things like exactly. that. Exactly. It's like, how do I explain? It? It's like when we used to play Tenkaichi, and mm. then we. All this crazy amount of stuff. They were just like, yeah, we got a lot of stuff. And then we go to the next Tenkaichi. It was like, here is literally everything. Everything. Every character you could think of. Anything you wanted. It's here, bro. <laughs> That's what Devil May Cry 5 felt like. It was like, here is everything. I invented a whole new system of fighting with Nero. Mm-hmm. Here you go. And I will admit, I still personally prefer, uh, prefer 4 Devil May Cry uh, Nero. Like his... Like almost like his playstyle with like the whole fist thing. Oh, I see. A little bit more just because I like suplexing stuff. But at the same time, I appreciate that I can literally shoot lasers, shoot my arm out and pop it out. Literally surf more my own freaking iron fists. Like right. I, I appreciate all that because it's fun. It all comes down to the fact that like it's just a big evolution of what we had, which what makes it work. And then even. Don Pay, the literal star of the show for me, was like, oh my god. I was like, yes, dude. It was exactly what we wanted with Don Pay. And gave mm-hmm. us so much more where he's updated and he's way crazier and he's got a new double trigger. I was like, bro, this is this is amazing. This is the best thing ever. And they gave me what I kind of always wanted, too. It's like, I don't like the aspect the hero always wins. Yeah. The, you know? Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say it, obviously. No, yeah. go ahead and say oh, it. Go ahead and say it, because we're both thinking about it. <laughs> obviously, Dante loses so hard. Like, he takes a fat L, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, yo, this man got comatose for, like, a whole month. Just straight up just get white. And, like, it makes sense how he was able to stand up to his new form. Because he got a new devil trigger and like he had to go through some stuff to get it he had to get a so, rebellion so have you ever talked to Gabe about like their opinions on like Dante and all that who okay that answers that um so with him um something he always brings up that I really don't like that I really hardcore disagree with he hates Dante he considers Dante like a hardcore Mary Sue and I don't see it I in the don't really slide. see it yeah like, if he randomly had Deus Ex Machina, it'd be like, oh, like, say where he got comatose, he actually, like, dodged a bullet or something like that. I'd be like, okay, yeah, I can see that, you know? Like, randomly, he gets back up in, like, a day. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, okay, I thought you got hit hard. 
know. He literally took that entire month just to health regen. He obviously still has health regen. And your reason, I, he was just so cocky, I guess, that he just didn't care. Which is also accurate to how kind of Virgil was. Yeah. So cocky, he doesn't care. And again, it stems from the demon form of him. Which again, makes sense. I mean, and, I will, and that I will makes say, sense with me, I will say, if I were to play, if I were to play devil's advocate with it, though, yeah. in the first game, we do see him get impaled by his sword, like a big giant busted sword that he just casually stands up from. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, like, it's, it's crazy how much health regen he has. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, though, Horizon's, like, the end boss. Like, I've literally been stealing everyone's blood nonstop, bro. Yeah. I'm literally stealing everything. And it's to be about, honest, you can't even about deal with five it. still or four? Oh, you're you're raising. Oh yeah, five. All right. Yeah, five. Like literally, he has been literally just been just soaking up everything. So it makes sense why he was able to destroy Dante so quick. He's Nero's arm. And then literally destroy Nero because Nero is like don't get me wrong, he's efficient and he's really strong. He's just really but cocky. He's never dealt with somebody who's like at Virgil's level. Yeah. Like, even Dante was just like, there's only one person who can literally destroy Trish and Lady like nobody's business. <laughs> What's to say yeah, a lot about one. those two right there? And they're strong too. <laughs> yeah. I think that's kind of the thing that comes down to it. He's already at such a high level by himself that if nobody's at his level, it's like, it's no real threat in it. Everything like else is kind of hotter. felt so hard because you're fighting somebody who's, who's at, at your level. It's not kind of speaking better. Exactly. I would say Virgil's honestly stronger than Dante. Mm-hmm. And even in Sad 3, he comes across stuff that actually puts him in like a bad shape. Like he deals with the clown dude that didn't end well. He fought Mary, which was kind of almost evenly matched. And then didn't like when Dante and him and, and uh, Virgil fight, didn't he also have like flashback of his like his mom because of Trish mm-hmm. which was helping Dante in the fight? Which obviously Oh yeah, in the first game, because he needed Trish's help in order to like really deal with it because he got him thinks about his <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So it's like I wouldn't call him a Mary Sue's. It was well placed. If you really look at it, it's really well placed. Honestly, it's it's really good. Now I will admit this: though. the worst Devil May Cry is definitely two. Let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> I've only well, seen Max play Devil May Cry two. That game is like an abomination. Don't play it. Don't play it. I'm good. <laughs> Nothing about that's Bro, like it's, a fun time. It's, if you thought Dante was a Mary Sue, you would feel that in two for sure. <laughs> that's bad because you could literally shoot your gun and kill everything pretty much <laughs> it's oh. it's me and Mike have literally tried playing it and I have gotten so bored just looking at him play that's how I, bad it is I got I got kind of bored watching Max play it it's just that helicopter fight I was like bro this is this is boring I'm not. I, I will say this though as far as um anti-Mary suit goes I would say Sora started off as a Mary Sue. I don't know what happened to him in three. Who? <laughs> Sora, get hearts. Yeah, that that, that that is a legitimate. Yeah, you could say that because Sora literally should be losing. Oh, yeah, but I feel like in three, all Sora does is lose. Literally saves him every. I think the reason why nobody really notices it is because when you play that game on hard. Or you try to do some of the crazy oh, stuff. Oh yeah, you do Sora not might sound like a beast, but you are not a beast. <laughs> you are not. You are literally nothing. You are small of an ant. You try to fight Sephiroth, he's going to slap. And that's kind and of. I think 
That's kind of why I feel like I, in a way, that's kind of why I think I hated 3 so much. Because 3 was the first time I felt like, hey, I feel overpowered while I'm playing this game. Yeah, 100%. It felt like I had no problem whatsoever in the entire game. Like, I was literally just bored. Mm-hmm. I beat it on critical mode. I didn't even do that in 2. <laughs> 2 felt two's hard. 2's critical mode is scary. <laughs> I, entire uh, freaking 2 was scary, man. All and I think that's the reason scary. why it worked so well is that he felt like a Mary Sue, but you didn't feel like it when you played the game. Because mm-hmm. you got <laughs> mopped on the floor, bro. You, bro, you, Jesus. <laughs> No, I agree hard. with that. I completely and, agree with that. Like I said, there is legitimate, like, Mary Sue, you could say that. It really is, because he literally went because of friendship. There's literally no other reason. But you I ain't look, gonna win friendship with freaking Xanders. He hurts. Uh, I will say this much for 3, at least. And this is kind of like a more all-topic type thing. Uh, yeah. Did you do the data battles at all for 3? No, I didn't. I didn't. Okay, I'm gonna be honest. Those data battles are... They, I think, I think they took that feedback of, oh, we made Sora feel too easy. <laughs> we made all can three like, easy mode. Here, here's hard mode then. You know, um, dead money when that came out. I need to stop snapping. You know, dead money oh. when it came out for New Vegas, where there's like everybody kept playing. Oh, New Vegas too easy of a game. I said, oh, there ain't no challenge in New Vegas. It's like okay, okay. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I feel like one. I feel like that's how the data battles are for three, where Nomura just seen it and went. All right, this is too easy. All right, I, okay. I see how it is. <laughs> I see how it is. I always think it's too, my game's too easy, huh? Uh, huh? Let's find out. I gotta get y'all something nice. Y'all complain, and he's just he just up the ante, dude. Like I did do the I did do the data scape, but I did the beginning of the, the DLC, and I did put on the hardest difficulty because I was like I was about the campaign still right. isn't too bad. Like the final fights, the end like, part is the only part. Yeah, yes, yeah, the end part is like the only part where we kind of goes like, okay, wow, this is hitting me a bit. But for yeah. the most part, still old Kino Hearts 3, not too much of a challenge. When you do the data battles, every That's single hard. one of them is like one of the hardest fights I've ever done in the series. And then the idea of, I love the fact that when you beat it, I'm going to say that you don't, you don't consider this a spoiler. I love the fact that when you beat it, you get these two final extra fights. And one of them is kind of like the Roxas fight in Kino Hearts 2, the data battle, where it's just, oh, hey, can you get good? There's no real tricks or ways to handle things. It's just, how well do you know the game? Can you deal with this fight 1v1? Oh, God. And they do that I again. Cried. Huh? I hated that fight. That Roxas fight is amazing. I love it. And they I do it, it again for a freaking, for three. And uh-huh. instead of Roxas, you fight Xion in that spot instead. That's cool. And I won't lie to you. It's great. Like, so much of that fight is flat out. I wish... Every single, not even just that fight, I wish every single Kingdom Hearts fight worked like that fight. Where it's just, hey, it's almost like Dark Souls a little bit. Where when you lose, you legit feel like, okay, that was my fault. Yeah, dude, that's that's why I felt like, that's why I went back to go finally bleed uh, Bloodborne. Because I kind of felt like that. I felt like, oh, I was too greedy. I could have, there's not many bosses in that game that I felt like it was the boss's fault. It was more so me being too greedy or not being greedy enough. Mm. And that's why I like fighting so many bosses in Bloodborne. The only time it got scary, and I will admit this, I beat the entire game, like, base game. Awesome. When I went to the DLC, I was scared. I've never felt so scared in my life when I went against Ludwig. And I've been using his sword in the base <laughs> game for, like, the longest period of time. I love this sword. Mm-hmm. He came up. I died so many times 
I legit put down my controller and was like, okay, how do I do this? <laughs> <laughs> like, straight up, I need a battle plan. I need help. Please send help. I will say, and, I know, know I, so many people, I know some people who, like, they see games like Dark Souls and all that and go, I'll never touch in that. I, I don't want to be, like, frustrated, things like all this other stuff. And I go, it's not so much that you're getting frustrated. And this is for all people who's like listening who feel that way. I don't feel like it's so much you're getting frustrated that you're playing like, oh, I want to feel some rage while I like go through all this stuff. It's more like it, it really is like a sense of like accomplishment when you do it. Yeah, it's like exactly. you feel satisfied when you beat some of these fights, and it's such a yeah. good feeling. Yeah, it really is. It's like that sense of accomplishment, and it hits home because, like, man, when I beat the orphan after so long, I felt so happy. I felt like it, it didn't even happen. I was like, did this happen? did i actually beat this monster because i was like bro this was hard like they make it seem like it's easy on youtube and stuff like that people like oh that boss don't look that bad no bro then they see it firsthand they're like oh okay (laughs) no it's like they're they've been playing this game for a minute my dog like this this is this is a hard fight oh yeah and i love every bit of it and i will say i feel like Souls likes to becoming like a stronger and stronger genre as time goes on. We're seeing more and more yeah. Dark Souls style games appear. Yeah, I love them too. I like uh, the Dark Souls. Covain, I feel like it's the nicest looking. It's just man, it's the nicest looking, <laughs> but it's <laughs> they um they really should have thought about how they wanted to handle their difficulty for that game because really it's like a meme. It really is. Like um, I love it, like look and play wise. I will say the two best ones I played. Funny enough. They're both side-scrollers, but I do feel like the two best ones I kind of felt oh, that were Souls-like were Salt and Sanctuary, which you already yeah, know, and Hollow Knight, which I'm playing recently, like currently. I didn't play that. Honestly, my, my favorite, if you can't tell, is Bloodborne. 100%. Of course. It's just so aesthetically pleasing. It's just so good. And it's like something you'd see in your nightmares, too, bro. Like, oh, I, I can't tell you. Creature How, design, location, the way the gameplay feels, like the way it looks. It's the all pig perfect. with like the endless eyes going on. I'm like, bro, this is disgusting. But it felt like what it wanted to accomplish. You're in a nightmare and it feels like it. It legit feels like it. And that's honestly, God, it should feel like this. The game kind of hides itself out as a bit like Cthulhu esque, like Victorian style experience. And that's exactly what they give you. Yeah, it delivers. It really does. And to be honest with you, I also love Salt and Sanctuary. I, I love it a lot. That'd probably be the next one because I like that a lot. Mm. I will admit I didn't uh, a joke though. Yeah, I would say I will admit though, if you use magic, it turns against an absolute meme. Yeah, it's funny. Until you fight the final boss. Name is King to the the one fight I had in that game, I was like, I basically baby though. That was not a challenge at all. You was like, dude, I think I spent like a week on this. <laughs> but I literally beat everything else that you had a problem though. That was yeah, funny. The I'm witch. The witch. <laughs> that was bad. I had to like so the one I had to take off all my clothes and roll around the arena to do it. I only had to do it a new game plus, which that was hard. Actually, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I won't that lie that because I won't. So I feel like you know what? And thinking about to it now, I think we and you both probably say the witch is the most satisfying fight in that entire game. Probably. Oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. <laughs> For me, it was also the nameless, but definitely the witch is the best. Yeah, because for myself, the idea of the best way to deal with you is to take off all my defense to a point where I know if you hit me one time, I lost. But it's the best way to move fast enough to dodge your attacks. Exactly. Like, Dude. if I get hit by your attack, I'm basically SOL anyway, so I might as well be super fast so I can dodge it. 
that's satisfying. <laughs> that's like actually satisfying. Same, same. And I had to do your. I had to do your trick too. Honestly, I, I couldn't beat her any other way. Mm. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> that's why I love that fight. Great game. I do yeah. feel like I just need to. I would have been happy if it had like a two player co op to it also, but I do feel like it needed I a bit it more. But it was great. And Hollow Knight is kind of giving me everything I wanted right now. I gotta play through it more. I only got past the third or fourth boss right now. But I gotta go through more through it to get like my full experience for it. But so far, every boss for Hollow Knight has always gave me that, okay, this felt good. Yeah, it looked like a really good game, and I'm eventually gonna have to get it because I've seen people talk about it. Um, as it stands right now, we recommend it 100%. 100%. Alright, I'm gonna have to check that out though, for sure, man. Because somebody else was talking about like how it's like it's not so much about like, like what you get like weapon wise, it's more no, so about it's just your pure skill, yeah, and abilities, right? Because I think yeah. you, do get abilities. you do have like different abilities okay. you can use, and you can choose like hey, because what I do like about it too, you have like a healing mechanic where it's like you have this healing spell, you can go, okay, I'm hurt, I can use this to secure myself. Or you can go, oh, he has these certain attacks where I know I can't get close to him with. Do I want to waste my chance of healing when I mess up to do a little bit of damage to him? Just to get like a little bit of pokes on him. And it's like, those decisions like that make it really fun. I have had, even with the very first boss, I have had times where I was on the verge of death. And it came down to, do I think I can get, like, do I think I can time this out good enough? To get in this one last attack to finish this dude off, or is it safe for me to try to go for the heal and pray I get another opening and I finally finish him off again? You big money, no whammy. Big money, no whammy, and <laughs> it worked out. <laughs> it always does, man. Uh, to go into other things, uh, cause I know I don't have you forever, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we still got some DC movies to talk about, but before we hop into the movies. I will say, you brought it to my attention that it came out, so I went ahead and read it. Three Jokers. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's talk about it. Did you read it already? No, I didn't. All right. Do you want me to tell you what happens now? Yes, yes. Wow, that story is amazing. (laughs) So, let me get get, the disclaimer for it out the way right now. It's on Black Label. I'm mixed about Black Label, because the way Black Label works for DC is they put it out there. And if people really like it, they'll make it canon. If people don't like it, then they pretend like it never happened. Oh, okay, gotcha. So because of that, they don't never reference anything outside, like, the story itself. Just for in case they don't make it canon, you don't gotta go, oh, what's all this stuff they're talking about? I don't understand this. Which is kind of neat. I kind of like the idea a little bit. Uh, To be fair, it's like, it's it's a safe bet. Yeah. To be honest, I get it. I get it. Mm. But it's also nice to know, like, hey... I don't, even though I would say you should read like the end of DC uh, New 52, because you find out the whole Batman story and story, when Joker, when Batman finds out there's three Jokers and it ties right into uh-huh. this. I will say that's kind of nice to just know. But at the same time, the story does a good job of saying, hey, you never even touched like a DC story before. You're good here. Oh, okay, cool. So it just chops right in. Okay, yeah. Cool. Which is really great. Man, so going into it, we only got the first issue so far. Um, seeing the so first off, you're going off, you're seeing like all these crimes. First, it shows this is what I love. First, it shows Batman getting back to the cave. And he's like all like injured and things like that. And yeah. you got Alfred there taking care of him and things like that. And he's going through like all different scars he had throughout his entire life. He's just like, oh, like I said, this scar right here came from like P 
penguin stabby with an umbrella. All oh, this one right here came from um Riddler. Like I said, slap me a good time with the cane. And then you get to the scar of a Joker. He's like, oh, this came from the Joker. And the stab wound came from the Joker. And this burn mark came from the Joker. And all these other marks. You see, like, almost. Oh, just go down the list. Yeah, like, all, all these other villains, like, oh, they only hit me, like, one time ever in my entire life. You get to Joker, you find out he had this big panel, just all Joker injuries. Dang, essentially. That's you're like, oh, that's crazy. And then right after that, it goes to Barbara Gordon. You see her, like, taking a shower. And she's touching, like, her stomach where you see, like, Joker just shot her. Which he had, where he had paralyzed her. Oh, it's so like, they're going oh. into like everything the Joker's done, basically. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to Jason Todd. We feel like all the marks from like the crowbar Joker beat him with. Ooh. And it's like out the gate, you're like, dude, I'm actually liking the direction they're going with this. It's like she kind of like it gets you into the mood when you're seeing it. And then we yeah. get to the very next part where you see like Gordon, like said, trying to solve this crime in the city. And each one of these crimes is Joker related. Like all these dudes were like Jay's on their face and. A guy is sad, like a Red Hood master, like escaped through all this. They're like, oh, well, okay, that was crazy. But at the same time, this crying going up, you think, like, okay, a normal Joker crying, nothing too crazy about that. At the same time, this crying happened, another crying on the whole opposite end of the city had all these, like, wind up teeth and all this other stuff go off. But they'll say, like, oh, we had, like, a guy, like, white paint and, like, green hair who's doing all this stuff. They're like, oh, what? And you find out why this crime was going on. Let me touch my mic. Sorry, audience. Yeah. While this is going on, you find out there's a third crime happening in the city at the same time these other two oh happen. Where it's like, oh, like, dude, with like green hair. They said, recorded him like on tape. Sleep back doing all this other stuff. Still into this. And immediately Gordon puts it together. It's like, all these sound like the Joker, but they have to be imposters. Because why would he be in three places at once? And they put in that level of thought inside your mind. Uh-huh. And as the thing goes on, uh, Barbara and Jason, cause they're having like their own like little like midlife crisis type thing. They're trying to piece together the clues too. Oh. And this this was the one thing that kind of upset me in the story. They go to confront yeah. Batman. They're like, hey, like we got like all this going on with this, this, and this. Everyone like, if you got like any idea what could be going on, and Batman in front of them like, oh, there's three Jokers. <laughs> and like, well, how did you like? Why do you think that? We figured that like, oh, I actually knew about this for like almost two years. And that was the one thing that kind of like rubbed me in the wrong way. I was like, really, Batman? You didn't bother to tell anybody about this? <laughs> this, is, this is kind of a big Can't thing. Trust nobody, man. <laughs> Can't trust nobody. Um, First row being but Batman. the big highlights of the story to me, one, it shows all three of the Jokers interacting with each other. And they, cool. they picked the best ones for it. Cause the three Jokers, everybody loved the most. And you could probably already guess you could guess two of them, I know uh, for a fact. Killing Joke right now. Killing Joke is one. You can guess oh, two of them 100%. 100%, I could guess. Killing Joke. Mm-hmm. The New 52 Joker? That's actually the one I didn't think you would guess. Yeah, New 52. Oh, really? Wow, yeah. that's funny. Well, it's also one of people's favorite Jokers. Killing Joke, right? Mm-hmm. It's another really big one. Mark Campbell? There you go. Yeah, okay. And those I was like, three there's, there's definitely this other one I, I had. So I guess all three. Wow, I'm yeah. good. Huh? I did not expect you to guess the new 52 one. Good job. Okay. <laughs> but, so everybody's like, so you see like them interacting with each other and all this other stuff. And what they hint at hardcore, and I would say this kind of goes to another thing where I, I don't know how I feel about it. We'll see where it goes. But they're hinting at the fact that 
essentially, when something happens to one Joker, they replace him with another. Can right now to talk about the birth for like a new Joker type thing. Okay. And I mix about that for a lot of reasons. One of the main ones being, since you're saying there's been all these different Jokers from all the different years, but because of like rebirth and all this other stuff, we know that Batman since he's only been being Batman for the last like eight to ten years. So oh, okay. that's kind of when you kind of like a bit of a problem. And I was like, oh, you're hinting that to me that like essentially these Jokers been operating for like, the last ten years. So I feel right. a little bit like into that. But I will say, too, they can do a lot of fun stuff with it. Because New 52 Joker, the big, big thing they had with him when they talk about his origin story for that guy, you find out, hey, he's actually been alive since the 1800s. Yeah, I remember you talking about that. He's yeah. like got his own Lazarus pit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You find out it's like, hey, every time he bays in, he just becomes more and more insane every time he comes out of it. What's going to happen to like, everybody who goes in it? But with his, especially since it's so diluted over the years, I'm like, oh, that's actually really neat. It's plains why I Jason like was crazy at first. Plains why Roz always has a little breakdown when he first come out of it. I'm like I really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really short issue. I will say the ending of it, and even though I said you might be like, okay, Sonny has like a good idea if you're a bit mixed about it. I'm gonna tell you why I loved it. The ending was so good. Cause what oh, happens is, cause Bruce is kind of like partially paralyzed right now. Because they're like, they have to him recently that they helped him get fixed up. So yeah. Barbara and Red Hood went out together to start searching for like the Joker and all this other thing. And Batman's whole entire thing was, and the reason he even had them come along, he was like, hey, dealing with one Joker, I wouldn't want anybody to go against that alone. Dealing with three of them is going to take at least three of us each time. <laughs> so God like, oh, shoot. And you get to this point where Barbara and Red Hood are out there, they're looking for a Joker. And what's amazing, what's absolutely amazing, they end up cornering the killing joke Joker. Uh-huh. And the stuff he starts saying begins to, because basically, it's Jason Todd oh, and Jason Todd. Yeah. yeah. And Jason Todd is Jason Todd. He essentially said, he catches up with him. You know how he feels about Joker, pulls a gun on him. So he's trying to kill him. Barbara's yeah. like, nah, don't do that. Like I said, like, that's a problem. Like, we can't, you can't fall to his level and all this other stuff. And it was great because first Joker was like getting into her head. He's just like, oh, they said, remember when like I shot you and I took all those pictures of your naked body so I sent it to your dad. Just basically getting into like her head uh-huh. to a point where like that's when that's when Jason put out the gun. I keep snapping. That's when oh. Jason put out the gun. He was getting pissed off for her saying. And then he started focusing on Jason. And dude, this was depressing. He's just uh-huh. like, oh, I remember like when I was torturing you inside that warehouse, and I still remember, do you remember what you said to me that day, Jason? He's like, oh, shut up. He's just like, oh, I still remember, because like, it was the highlight of my life. Oh, please don't kill me. I want to live. Please, I'll do anything. I'll be your Robin. <laughs> and Yeah, that's fuck. Dude, it gets worse. Because then he's like, and here's the thing, Jason. I never cared about you. All I cared about was hurting Batman. Even when you will lie to torture you later, man, I can torture him some more. But here's the thing, though. I didn't know how little you meant becoming my Robin. Because putting on my old outfit, going around killing criminals, and putting all those gray hairs to Bruce's head, you became a better Robin I could have ever hoped you would be for me. <laughs> Dude, when he said that, Jason loses it. He goes to shoot. 
And this is like where the issue is. He goes for the shot. Barbara tries to stop him, throws a battering at him, and she misses. Oh, and when she missed, God. he headshots him and kills the Joker. What? Yeah. And after he kills him, Barbara's like, what have you done? I say, uh, Monster, like, all oh, this other thing. He's like, she's like freaking out on him. He's like, oh, you wanted him dead just as bad as I did. He's just like, that's not true. If that's the case, why did you miss? I never seen you miss. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so it's like, Yo, this so is like, oh, my God. And then, like, after that happens, you said you see Barbara, but she's like, oh, screw you. Like, so she leaves out the area. And Jesus starts to feel bad. And now he's looking at the body. He's like, I just hope I got the right Joker. And that's like the end oh. of the first issue. Uh, and I won't lie to you, dude. That that's like wow. <laughs> wow, that, that oh, wow. <laughs> I, I don't know if I was in his scenario. If I would, if I would do the same. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> dude, a lot of people would. Because uh, he even started, like, he even started joking about the whole thing that like everybody brings up. The whole oh, like I said, and then. After I had killed you, Batman arrested me. And I said, that was a big thing. But hey, then I got out and killed more people. Oh, but then he arrested me again. But hey, I got out again and killed more people. <laughs> My <laughs> God. That. I was like, dude, this is... Uh, uh, I'm going to give DC Black Labels this first off. I, I enjoy the idea of the story because the whole side thought process is, hey, we could be way more darker in these stories because there's a chance that them could not be canon. We could be a darker these stories if we want to be. I think that's kind of cool to me. And I like that the most because I feel like that's definitely a good thing you could kind of do is because the Killing Joke is probably one of the darkest jokes. Oh, yeah. But here's the thing, too, to keep in mind. The reason the Killing Joke was so dark is because they didn't think it was going to be canon. They legit had no plans to make that book canon, but it did so well that they felt that they had to. Which is crazy. And And I know the other Jokers are also really good, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Because Mark Hamill wants who seems to be the leader. He's actually pretty dark a little bit. But definitely New 52, from what I heard, is pretty dark. New 52, in my opinion, is the darkest one. Because that's the one who, like, went around torturing and kidnapping people, tied people to the the freaking chair, and then pretend to cut off their faces in front of Batman just to mess with him before he actually tried to cut off their faces. It's crazy. Like, that dude was literally... The one who stitched his own face back on with a stipple gun. He's like, Batman wears a mask, so I'm gonna wear a mask, too. <laughs> like, he cuts off his own face and uses that as a mask. I think that's why people like New 52 Joker, because he's just absolutely insane. Like, he is literally insane. Like, he he does not care. Yeah. Just to be honest, all of them are. But, man, that's crazy, man. That's such a good way to end it. But, like, man, what's gonna happen now? I'm gonna see how often they put these stories out. I hope, I hope it's, I hope it's not monthly. I hope it comes weekly. We'll see. Okay, they put this one out because it's ten times for fandom. Um, if you can't tell by how good it is, being written by Jeff Johns. Oh my god, that's a that's a that's a mm-hmm. home run. Say <laughs> so your favorite author. Got uh, Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns so amazing. So good. Everything that dude touches just becomes fantastic, and I love it. I know yeah, it's getting weary for it because this was supposed to come out before the end of Rebirth. It was supposed to came out like almost four oh, years you know ago. What? Hmm. Well, we're on the op- topic of DC real quick. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about the new DC Rebirth? Like, not the Rebirth. The, the next... new reboot type thing you're doing? I think it's absolutely horrible. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> we 
would you like to inebriate? Um, like to talk about? <laughs> I feel better if I like. I feel better if I sat down and gave it like a full sit through and read. Analysis. Yeah, because yeah. as it stands right now, I only picked up these bits and pieces of it. And the only other person I talk to a lot who like reads DC comics like crazy is uh, Brian. And with him, he says he enjoys it, but I will admit he has, to me, questionable taste sometimes. Like, loved Captain Marvel. Uh, in game, uh, he says Beats Infinity War by like a million. Uh, like I said, just does it, and then on top of that, it's like this. Uh, no offense to him, not, and I'm not saying this is bad for like anybody who's like this, but like really hardcore, like Christian value type person, where like, oh, if somebody like curses in a comic book, he feels uncomfortable, and all these other things. I'm like, mm. <laughs> I mean, I curse a lot, <laughs> yeah, yeah. not even when I want to, say, it's it kind of just happened. This, <laughs> uh, just no, I mean, I guess my podcast is PG, I guess. I never really yeah, thought that, about it. Yeah, I mean, dude, I I think I have at least like twice during this. <laughs> so, like, I wouldn't. I I here's my thing: don't sense yourself. I don't care personally. I say go all okay. out. Um, just certain just certain things, and I'm like, mm, that's a bit of a collar tug that I might <laughs> take it out. Yeah, I e our Kratos conversation from earlier. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm probably gonna <laughs> take that out. <laughs> that's for that's the right. And for, for people who, like, don't know who's listening to this and all this other thing, I don't know what he's talking about. It never happened. I don't know. That, that was a exactly. perfectly seamless transition. What a transition from? Nothing. Exactly. <laughs> don't worry about it. You want to see it? You want to see it so bad? I'm going to make an OnlyFans and just put it on, like, <laughs> just podcast edits that we took out. Podcast edits. That's that's. <laughs> Some good thinking. I was just thinking of eating food and making OnlyFans, so you know, got me beat. <laughs> There's oh, a man. name for that fetish. I don't know what it is, but that's it's weird. Mukbang. Yeah, it is oh. mukbang. You're right. <laughs> no. <laughs> what, dude? I get to eat food, dude. What do you want? <laughs> you were the same person who told me to eat during a like live stream. You like playing games and today. He's like, oh, why do you like turn off your stream when you're eating? I'm like, <laughs> like, why did you leave you yours got- on? <laughs> People want to see that, bro. They'll pay extra just to see that. Dude, you can offer me like a million. I'm good, man. I don't need the money. Not that bad. Nah, you do not. Don't mind me. No. Tell you, tell you what. If we end up... What's, what's an outrageous goal? If we end up getting like a million listeners on like all this, like weekly, then I'll, cons- I'll consider. I won't even say yes. I'll consider <laughs> doing like... In a case of like <laughs> mukbang Wednesday, <laughs> it's just that thought process is like I should really eat my words just in case. It might never happen. It's probably never gonna happen. I have to just put it in case. Safe, just in case. Because just I my really love. Don't want to be like, oh, like we suddenly blew up. We got a million listeners. I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> like, hey, bro, you got all that Chihuahua cheese with you? <laughs> like, bro, I'll make you some quesadillas. I got you, bro. Mm. <laughs> Oh um, yeah, let's talk about some of the DC stuff. Um, we still got movies to go off on too. You're down. I for was it. just about to segue into some movies. I'm gonna talk about the Flash one for sure. Oh, so and the reason why I'm jumping ahead a little bit is because I want to talk about. So I think I'm not 100 because they be keep on hyping it that the whole 
if you notice in the DC fandom, they kept on hyping how Barry could literally go into the past mm-hmm. and literally kept talking about it. I think the way they're going to fix the whole Batman thing since Ben Affleck is Batman anymore, and this is a big stretch. Don't get me wrong. I think that they're going to create Flashpoint, or they already created Flashpoint, but I don't, I don't know how that worked, though. What's I, your thoughts? Honest, hmm. You see what I'm I getting feel, at? Because it, it works and don't at the same time. I feel like if there's a time to do Flashpoint is now. Yeah. The big issue is I almost feel like them doing Flashpoint. Because first I'm going to say, I'm tired of seeing Flashpoint, dude. Like, I thought it was great when yeah, it first it came out. But, like, now we had it retold to us, like, what, 10 times? 11 I feel like it's just movie? a way to, like, escape almost. You know, I made a bad turn. Let me go ahead. And, and that's kind of my thought, too. I do feel like we got, we, we've got been bad enough that this is kind of necessary. Exactly. It's, like, it's, it's the basic, like... Not MacGuffin. What's what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, it's kind of a MacGuffin. It's kind of fixing those kind things that already exist that you want to have gone. Okay, yeah. It's kind of like the MacGuffin of, like, the Flash. It's like, he's the only one that really has done it. It's been shown to be effective, so why should I change it unless I really messed up? And really, they really, really, really messed up Batman v Superman. That was, that was bad. Yeah, big time. Like, it made literally... No sense, nothing at all. I'm just like, this is stupid. I will say, I will say two things with that. One, yeah. I do enjoy for the memes, but I do feel like it ruined DC forever. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude, film wise, 100. That's why they're so behind. And don't get me wrong, I'm not the stop process. Like, you need to pump, pump these DC movies. No, take your time, please. Please you ever, take your time. Do you ever see? I the, want them. To be good. And this is gonna like segue into like the next uh, movie I'm gonna bring up later on. But had you seen yeah. the extended cut for Batman v Superman? I think you're talking about the Justice League. No, no, for Batman v Superman, they have an Ultimate Edition. Oh, really? So, okay, so they got one for the Justice League. Well, yeah. Okay. Um, for Batman v no, Superman. Honestly, it fixes a lot of the issues with that film. Wow. Like, yeah, I know people think, like, oh, it's just 30 more extra minutes. How do they fix that much? See, they actually fix a lot of the problems I think I have with that movie. It's still not a good movie, but I definitely would say, like, if I remove the memes, I would say me being generous in movies of five. <laughs> but with the ultimate edition, I would say it's probably a solid seven. That's crazy. Yeah. I'll have to check it out just to see for myself because that's the thing about that I was gonna say with the Justice League. Justice League was a shit show. Oh it man, was... then that's then that's spray that up. The freaking Snyder cut. <laughs> How do you feel about it? I know people have been hyping it up a lot. People are like, we need to see the Snyder cut. That's like let's see them. I'm like, it's man, release I Snyder think it might help it, but I don't know about how much, man. That that was bad. So, here's my thing. I've never seen the original Justice League movie. Don't watch it. <laughs> so, I've been told. It's not, like, it's not really good. Like, it does have cool parts, you know, with the superheroes doing stuff and all that. It's really cool, but, man, they did no. my boy Batman so horrible. Now, let me ask this. Did you see the trailer for the Snyder Cut? No, I didn't. You might want to check it out. I will admit, I haven't seen the movie, so I don't have no context for a lot of these scenes. I looked at yeah. that, and I went... Huh, that's actually pretty hype. <laughs> like, I was actually like, wow, this looks good. A lot from that movie, and I'm trying to figure out why. Well, from so here's the thing. Um, you know the whole story about when they were making the movie, right? With like Zack Snyder and right. all that. So essentially, yeah. Zack Snyder was the one originally making the movie, and then he had his big family tragedy with his with everything that happened with him. So he had to stop mm-hmm. directing it. 
And they brought in, I think it was Josh Whedon, who came in and actually full on started working on a movie. And he was like, oh, why does Snyder want this in? I'm removing it. Why does Snyder want this in? I'm removing it. He essentially took out, um, according to Zack Snyder, like 80% of the stuff Zack Snyder had made oh, and essentially Jesus. remade a brand new movie. Oh, my. Oh, okay. Damn. And that's what we got in theaters. Wow, I really need to see these uh, cuts then, because I'm pretty sure these cuts pretty much saved the whole movie, probably. But I know that's um, really true. I haven't. I have seen. I will say this much: I have seen what the original Stephen Wolf looks like, but I've never seen the film. I've seen like the trailers of him, and Stephen yeah. Wolf shows up in the trailer for this. And I'm like, damn, Stephen Wolf was good. <laughs> I remember him, like seeing the trailer for him in like the OG movie. I was like, oh, that doesn't look ill. <laughs> Why did they do Stephen Wolf like that? I fixed a lot of stuff. So. Honestly. That's great. I do feel like they're going in a good direction. I know on paper, I do kind of think, oh, you're essentially, we're not getting a reshoot anything. We're just taking what was already filmed and reshowing it the way Zack Snyder wanted to be shown in theaters. And in my mind, I'm like, how much can you really do with that? That seems kind of weird to me. When I just Enough for you movie. to say the original film was a five to a seven. That's that's a big jump. But that's, I mean, that's the thing I want to say too. Batman v Superman, Zack Snyder didn't get his original version of the movie he wanted. And I seen the version of it he put out, his ultimate edition, he calls it. And I got to admit, it legit was a seven for me. And that's um, crazy. I mean, the honest issues I think I still had with the movie was the ending. With how they did, like, hey, there's uh, Dooms, Doomsday out of nowhere. Yeah. Where I was like, like, I get it. Yeah, but all the other problems I had with the film were gone. Like, actually crazy. gone. Yeah. So, I can I, see. Like, I, I think they did a big oopsie then. So well, if to be Zach's fair, I'm right, sure he had a family problem. That's understandable. Yeah, I get that. Well, yeah, yeah um, family first. Real big family problem. Uh, I don't want to bring it up on the podcast, but you, if you Google it, you'll go, "Oh, oh my god." <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure it's something really bad. Like, yeah, we bad. talked about the Will Smith thing, but this. Oh no, this I'm is pretty sure. I mean, no offense to Will Smith. Yeah. No offense to Will Smith. This is worse than the Will Smith thing. <laughs> <laughs> but. Well, yes. if you don't understand it so bad, they didn't make a meme out of it. You don't understand. I'm just, I'm just If they would have made a meme out of that, I think we would have been like, I, th- I think humanity would have went backwards a couple steps. Oh, God. Okay, I don't want to know. I'm not even listening. I'm good. Good. Um, for any audience members who looked that up, I am so sorry. I, I hope I hope yeah. I didn't trick you wanted to Google that. I strongly advise not Googling it. Uh, I strongly advise, too. I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, but that's that. I can't wait for it. We'll see what it end up doing. I want to see them talk more and more about it, but it comes out in 2021. All right, that's a long time. Um, <laughs> uh, we do have other like small thing I could bring up too, like Ezra Miller. Weird enough, they didn't bring out the whole thing with him at all during the during DC fandom. And I think it's because they want to talk about only the good stuff, not the bad stuff that happened with their actors. You know about the whole like flash issue, that right? No, not really, honestly. Um, without been going into a whole lot of details, domestic assault. What? <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at all. Laugh yeah. Um, that's why a lot of people did not think he was coming back as Flash. Really? Because it was like, dude, that's a really big thing. And it's still ongoing, so they might say. I'm not saying they should. Um, were you around for the Vic Mignola stuff? Beyond dude who voices Broly and Edward Alchemist, how they like? Oh, 
And okay, it, you're talking about that kind of stuff. Uh, well, now that was for him, but it was like in the same boat of that where it's like, hey, everything's still ongoing. We don't know like all the facts yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but with him, it was like, oh no, we don't want him nowhere to come. We already fired him. We ain't doing all this other stuff. We're like, oh, dude, that's kind of messed up. With Ezra, yeah. it's I don't want to make it sound bad, but it's like it's kind of like the whole R. Kelly thing. Where it's like, dude, we have you on videotape. And oh, so, at the, at the, you want my honest, non-judge opinion? It's a pretty open and shut case. Oh, Jesus. So that's kind of why I'm... Sh- that's why... Not even just me. That's kind of why everybody's kind of shocked. Like, we killed them as the Flash? <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. We'll see if, like, if DC just keeps trying to brush underneath the rug or what goes down. I kind of want to look it up, but that, at the same time, I'm in the mindset. But it's like, I really like him as Flash, and I want to watch this and be like, "Oh, uh, righty." Right. I'm gonna be completely. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Don't look it up at all if you want to enjoy this Flash thing. Okay, I'm not. I'm not. I'll look it up afterwards. Look it up afterwards bad. when it's all over. <laughs> Especially if the movie's bad. Because I'll be honest with you, I can I can look at some stuff and like separate it in my mind of going, "Okay, this is like just the actor, and this is like the other person." And see it's two different things to a point. I'll be lying to you if I didn't say I'm gonna see this man do a combo at the flash and it's gonna be like, mm. <laughs> Oh my lord. <laughs> this sounds bad. Yeah, I, I kinda wonder because they didn't talk too much about flash. No, they, for... they didn't bring it up. They even hint towards it. Yeah, yeah. That's and I, I think like, it's oh. just because they want DC fandom to be about all the positive stuff they're doing. For good reason. Yeah, exactly. And I, I get that too. I will admit though, there's only like a couple of stuff that I had hangers with. I didn't really care for as much, you know. Mm. I, it's quite, quite a bit. Of stuff. I will say this though, um, Suicide Squad two. You seen the trailer for it? Yeah, I, I, I so, looks really cool. I'm like, oh, I. So I decided. So first, I'm gonna say, out of everything I have on this list, this is the one I expected to take the most time. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But so I was curious. I know you're big on DC. I'm obviously big on DC. Did you recognize all the characters for it? No. Honestly speaking, not many. So, going through the list of the ones that appeared, I used, like, all info I knew, and then for ones I didn't knew, I looked them up a bit. And I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to say, for each one of these ones that I looked up, or for all of these, actually, it's Suicide Squad. In my mind, I think, Suicide Squad, somebody has to die. Oh, 100%. People so, are dying in that film. So, I'm going to ask, for each one of the prisons I go through, it's either they're going to die or live in the film. Alright, fair. Alright. So, out the get-go, we got Amanda Waller. She's going to live. She's going to live. <laughs> I feel bad. That's an obvious one, right? Yeah, for sure. Like, to me, like this, she's like the ultimate let's freaking let's bad guy. One. And I can't stand her. One. But at the same time, I feel like if anybody who's going to live for this, it's going to be Amanda. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, like to be really like I didn't really care for her in the first one, but I I felt like she played the role care, pretty good. Though. I didn't care why. for her too much either, I but yeah, I do play. feel like she hits it on the nose of what I want Amanda Waller to be. You want my opinion? I think exactly. it's just like the stuff they had her do in the movie made me go, "Wait, what?" Yeah, I think it's just like she had the right like energy and attitude. Mm-hmm. Not the right reasons, of, like how the film made it, you know. My thoughts exactly. All right, let's get another obvious Harley Quinn. Let's just go ahead and uh, say yes, yeah. Harley Quinn gonna live? Yeah, I'm with you too, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, they got Rick Flag, who was the commander dude from the first one. Rick Flag. 
The one who dated the Chantress. Oh, yeah. I think he's going to live again. I, I think, think he's, he's going to live again, too. I think he's going to live. Uh, I, I actually like this character. I thought he was pretty cool in the first one. I thought he was solid. Um, honestly, good. I feel like John Cena should have been playing him. <laughs> but they brought back the same actor. I say you can bring back the same actors. Why not? Yeah, might as well, right? Yeah. Uh, first new person popping up. Savant. That was the uh, Max dude. Who? <laughs> he, um... Just like a sum up, he's with like the red speedo. But he, um, I looked him up. I was like, I have no idea who this guy I, is. I, yeah. He appears in Birds of Prey one time as like a random appearance. Really? Yeah. Oh, I think I, I read that somewhere too. Um, you know what Birds of Prey oh, is, right? Yeah, that's the yeah. Harley Quinn show. Yeah. yeah. Pretty I heard much. a mixed thing about that movie too, but I still want to see it for myself. So I'm, I'm going to tell you this to go on that tangent real fast. The movie, yeah, me personally, I don't think it's like, compared to the other DC movies, it's definitely ain't that good. Like the Shazam Joker and all that other stuff. I think it's okay. Yeah. I, I'll give it a so six. It's a pretty good movie. I can say it's pretty good. Bad. It's solid. If it's on, okay. I, I definitely say, why not check it out? But other than that, nah. The animated series they had, or they, they put on the that is the best thing that was on the DC network. On the little channel I thing. Like and I love Doom Patrol. Huh? Doom Patrol was really good. I actually I, really enjoyed Doom Patrol. His, I love Doom Patrol. I like the Harley Quinn show more than Doom Patrol. That's crazy. I'm going to have to check that yeah. out. So I love if, you, if you want to see something good, check out the Harley Quinn show. It's amazing. Uh, also, you're talking about Doom Patrol, the, the live action, right? Yeah. Okay, just want to make sure. That was really good, though. Oh, it's I'm amazing. I'm going to check that out. But I really like that. Another thing, a little tangent, right? Before oh, go for it. God, I really really want to like the Flash's new seasons and I really don't. I just don't, man. Well, I think hey, it's just because the villains are just not as good as the other ones. Oh. Well, let me double down on something real fast. Let me, let me two birds and one stone you real quick. Can I put down a Go question mark on this guy? I actually wasn't sure. The Thinker, isn't yeah. that the Flash villain from season yeah. four? Okay, yeah. I, I thought so. Um, He's on the squad. Uh, He's super overpowered, honestly speaking. I don't think he's going to die. And to be honest with you, if he does die, it's because he literally thought of something and something literally didn't happen because there's no way he's dying otherwise. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's like, honestly, because he's going to think through all of it. Unless they, like, nerfed his power, there's no way. I don't think so. Because literally, he's, he's, he's bro, in, in the in the show, he, he was ridiculous. I think, but is I he being played by the same actor or no? No, no, definitely not. Oh, move. <laughs> it's the guy who's from Doctor Who. Oh. It's a good actor. I never watched a Doctor Who, but I'm assuming it's a good actor because, you know, people love Doctor Who. Yeah, people love Doctor Who, for sure. Exactly. So, I'm, if he was a bad actor, they would have complained, so. Dude, let's just say this is a random tangent and, like, people, people yeah, listening okay. to this will know it in the future. I'm going yeah. to have to, like, find random special, like, quote-unquote specialists for certain stuff because... I don't... So, here's the thing. I want to talk about, like, Boulder's Gate that's coming up pretty soon. I know nothing yeah. about Boulder's Gate whatsoever. Oh, I have no idea besides our friend Ryan literally mm-hmm. talking about Who's his it, favorite game. And, and I've like, seen a trailer for it, and I was like, oh, this looks hype, and it comes out next month. And I'm like, oh, man. So, I need to either get Ryan, or I gotta get uh, another buddy of mine's Ian, to talk to about that. And I feel like if I'm bringing up Boulder's Gate, it might as well be an entirely D&D-themed episode. 
I'm gonna add a yeah. I'm gonna add a comment section to the site, guys. So by all means, if that's something you guys want to see, definitely put it in the comments. Yeah, for that one person who's watching it. Yeah, yeah, I want to see for for that (laughs) that whole like half a person. He's like not even fully there. It's gonna be me, and that's gonna be kind of as a half. It's going to be you listening back to all this and you won't even be paying attention to it. You're just going to be playing Doom and this is your background noise. Perfect. I love it. Probably uh, turn it down all the way so I can listen to the Doom music. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I still appreciate your view. Um, <laughs> next on the list, we have Javelin. Oh, okay. Javelin? Another person I didn't really... I knew up to a point, but not really. He's a Green Lantern villain. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I, I read some details about him and what his powers. Yeah, uh-huh. I think they did say Green Lantern villain. I'm like, how? <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna tell me he's a Batman villain? I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. But the Green Lantern kind of breaks you, huh? <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, because he deals with like aliens and a bunch of other stuff. I know the mm-hmm. beginning he did it, but it really felt like. So it's like, huh? I think so, he's gonna die. Die? Yeah. <laughs> I think he's gonna die. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I mean, that's death for sure. Yep. Um, Polka Dot Man. Oh, he's dead. Uh, he is dead. He's a Silver Age Batman villain. And I'm very sure he's dead. I won't lie to you. I think, I think he's making it. Really. I think he's going to make it all the way because he's comic related. Really. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think, I think no. he's going to make it all the way but die at the end. That's what I think. Nah, I, see, I see Polka Dot Man literally saving the day. He's a, he's a mainstay of the team. <laughs> I think he's gonna literally save the day, basically, in his comic relief way, and he's gonna die. Oh my god! One hundred percent. I'm a double down on that. Um, this is a pseudo new villain, sort of. Yeah. Ratcatcher two. So, I'm, I'm gonna be a weird one, but I'm gonna say I think she's gonna live. Uh, to say a little bit more about her. Well, to say a little bit more about the version of it, I know. I knew who Ratcatcher was. That was like an old Batman villain. And yeah, he, his whole time power was he talks to rats. Yeah. I think I think but, that person's going to live. I don't know. I, I, I just, if you want my bases around it, talks to rats and they literally are built to, rats are built to survive and that's kind of my thought process. Like, I'm like, I, yeah, I think so. Do I know that 100%? Probably not, but I'm going off that basis. Yes. Uh, mm, I'm, I'm gonna be I feel like I feel like die. I, okay. I, I just I just don't see that making it out of here with everything else that's gonna be here. I'm gonna get to one on yeah. the list. You're gonna go, why is they there? That's busted. I'm gonna get to one. You're gonna actually say those exact words. But till then, okay, I got you. Ratcatcher two. I'm, I'm on team death. I don't see them making it. Okay, fair. Um, I think, I think another one. I'm just gonna open up with. I think they're gonna die. Another one. Bloodsport. Um, pretty much, I actually do know who Bloodsport is. Bloodsport is an old Superman villain. I actually was, really don't know that one too. Yeah, he was he was in uh, you know why why you like him? My snaps. Yeah. Um, he was inside, I believe, Justice League, the old TV show, Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, I know I've heard Bloodsport, and I was like, man, it sounds so familiar, but where have I heard that before? I also believe he might have popped up in Young Justice. But his that, whole that, entire gimmick is he's obsessed with Vietnam. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's 
I'm gonna want him to live, but I think he's gonna die too. <laughs> I don't want him to live. <laughs> I want him to live. He's an actor, he's playing him. I really like him. Honestly, yeah, he has a really great actor behind him. That's why, like, I really want him to live. Um, next one on the list, I'm gonna say I think they're gonna live 100. But yeah, King Shark. I don't know why we're getting so much King Shark love. But Honestly I'm gonna speak. Uh, I don't know either. I will tell you this much. He's inside that Harley Quinn animated show I was telling you about. And I won't lie, he makes my day every single time he pops up in the show. That's most likely he, why we're getting so much King Shark love. He literally puts a smile on my face so much. Because that's what the... Uh, just to go back a little bit. Uh, yeah. The Suicide Squad 2. That was the weirdest one that I thought, too. It's like, you got Boomerang guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's cool. Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah, makes it. Yeah, makes it. King Shark. King Shark. What? It comes out of nowhere and I don't know why it's a thing. It comes out of very left field and I don't know why. I think it's because that, that show you're talking about doing super well was Pink Shark in it. I think that's the reason why. They're just like, Pink Shark works. Put him in everything. Literally everything. It works. Honest. So here's the thing. I don't know. I, never, I haven't like, I talked to like friends and things like that and like heard their reaction to it and they love the show too. I have no idea how people yeah. feel about the show like overall. I don't know if I'm like in the minority or what. I don't think I am. I have but, to watch it so I can give you my opinion on it. Yeah, but honestly, like I don't I don't feel like he's like I don't know, to me it's like I see that and I go, I think there's other characters in the pattern of the show. He could have brought in out as you have made more sister King Shark. Yeah, like people who've actually been inside because I don't think King Shark has actually been in the suicide. He has. Oh really? Yeah. Oh wow. I know he's a flash villain, right? King Shark. I looked it up. Hold on a second. I swear he's a flash villain because they show him in the in the Flash TV show. He's a villain in that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if he like originally from Flash. Uh, I did I write it down? I thought I did. Hold on. Yeah, you know what? I'll look it up for you. Yeah, thank you. I can't really um I can't really afford to like Google stuff during all this. One because of Ratatat's head on my keyboard, <laughs> and two, volume. Do you guys want to hear Ratatat on my keyboard? Leave it in the comments down below. Yeah, King Shark is definitely, like I said, a fun one. He's I, a villain for in the beginning. He was origin. What you got? Villain for Superboy, apparently. Oh. You know what? I did remember looking that up. I just didn't write it down. I think, yeah, I guess he's a super boy. I... I'm okay with that. Huh, that's crazy. Oh, you know what it is? I had it written down, and my tablet autocorrected to be weird. It's like, King Shark, he's actually a super blind villain, weirdly enough. Oh, that makes sense. Like, okay, I was like <laughs> trying to fact check myself. I think, yeah, he is a uh, super boy villain, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I think his biggest thing is the fact he's in the Harley Quinn show. I think so, too. Honestly, because like, like I said, if it works, it works, you know? Yeah. Uh, next one on the to mix. honest. Yeah. Huh. yeah. I was going to say, too, I would love to see a, I want to see more Black Manta. I don't know if you say Manta. Black, if it was yeah. Black Mantra instead, no offense to King Shark fans, but Black Mantra would have been such a cool dynamic on that team. And the only reason why I'm bringing that up is because I really like the Aquaman movie a lot. 
But mm. I only liked it when Black uh, Monta came in. I'm not gonna lie. I really didn't care for the other villain they showed as a big bad. I wanted it all to be Black Manta, but, you know. But bro, we already have one black character. We can't have too much black representation. Or <laughs> give me my where's John Stewart at, man? Oh man, just make him a main member of the Justice League. It'll be amazing. Why? They, they take him out. I love John Stewart. There was absolutely no reason for that. No, none so ever. And don't get me wrong, I'm not going to say Cyborg's bad either. I like Cyborg. I will admit, I don't like... Again, this is going back to the whole Roland thing. Um, I don't like how they change Cyborg that hard. I think he gets older, but man, he's so bland, though, man. Um, so, from what... So, time, Cyborg. Cyborg, been also, since Justin Lee came out the original, the person who played yeah. Cyborg, he was saying, had, like, essentially, um... I want to say it's Cabrero who, like, re-shot the movie. He said, essentially, he took out all his scenes that he had in it that he was going to love involving his character. He was pissed off about it. But when the um, slider cut came out, essentially, he was hyping it up. He's like, hey, now you guys get to see all my scenes I filmed, I love, that was been in the movie, but it got removed. Oh, thank so, God. Hey, like, hopefully. I hate how they were doing Cyborg and, like, like, say, for instance, the Justice League animated scene. Mm-hmm. I heard you know, like what? What is Cyborg? He's just boring. And don't get me wrong, people are gonna be like, "Well, he's just you know." His humor like, carries him in the TV show. Exactly. It's like in Teen Titans, he was like one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. And I just love his personality. Awesome. Exactly. And don't get me wrong, I'm not gonna say serious characters are all bad because there is a serious character. Raven, I like <laughs> oh. Raven. Yeah. Were you talking about Raven? He's very serious. I don't consider I like Yeah, I guess John Stewart is kind of serious, isn't he? He is pretty serious. Really. Let's be honest. <laughs> you don't see that backpack smile. But, dude, but if we were to put in one Green Lantern for the Justice League, I would kill to have it be John Stewart. Give me John Stewart, man. I, I love John Stewart. And no offense to Hal Jordan or Kyle Rayner. I really don't know. Oh, no, both of them are great. And people are great. big Kyle Rayner fans out there. But John Stewart well, I, needs more love. He Exactly. That's what I think is that. I, I personally. Out of all the Green Lantern, I think Hal is probably my favorite, just because I like really? everything he's done. But you know, I want to see Jeff Jones. Jones. <laughs> he's not a bad, yeah, exactly. He's not a bad character. I like him. He needs just to be fleshed out more, you know? Yeah. Because like I said, he's not a bad character. He's pretty good. I just want to see more of him, you know? For sure. It's like how I feel about, like, in stuff, like, we like watching, like, anime and stuff. It's like, man, I wish they would have done more of this more live action stuff. with him. Yeah, you know, it's like more stuff with them. Yeah. No, I mean, I'll be that guy because, like, other people say, like, oh, why do you need DC live action movies? The animated movies are great. Yeah, but I also don't want to always watch animated stuff all the time. I want to see, like, people exactly. live on a big screen. Yeah. Like, here's a good example Black Lightning. I, they, 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 How's the TV so show? I know you was Black loving Lightning. it last time I checked. I love it a okay. lot. I like it a lot. And it's really cool. The only problem I have with Black Lightning, the show, it's kind of the villains. Like, it, it does work pretty good in the beginning a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's like, I feel like we need better villains for Black Lightning, you know? And that's I, only I don't missing. know what his I villains really are, and that's what's sad. That's what's like, exactly. They're not really, they're all right, I guess, but they just they need better ones, you know? Well, and, this, to be honest with you, I like everything else about it. Well, okay, it's funny you say that, because we're going to get into like Wonder Woman for all this is done too. And yeah. that goes to like kind of an argument I have with that, which is, I feel like Batman himself kind of takes all the good villains for himself. A hundred percent. It's kind of how I feel with a lot of stuff, honestly. Like, like, dude, like, Marvel, Spider-Man, 
Spider-Man has so many good villains. Yeah, okay, say your name with Marvel. If I were to ask you, like, hey, name, like, five Marvel villains you love, I guarantee oh, you at least four of them are going to be Spider-Man villains you might have one X-Man villain. Exactly. I was going to say Magneto. There that you go. Would have been <laughs> <as well>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I keep going down the list, and I'm like, man, I'm thinking about a lot of Spider-Mans because I love Shocker. For some odd reason, I don't think Shocker's love that crazy. Shocker. But I, I absolutely love Shocker for some odd uh, reason. Mr. Negative. Obviously, Sucker Punch, whoever made that game, I think it's Insomniac, loves Mr. Negative for some reason. Green Goblin, yeah. everybody loves him. Doc Ock, oh, everybody love loves Green. him. Doc Ock, after a while, I, I didn't like him at first because of the movies, and I didn't know mm. much of his character. Oh, when you actually see him in the comics? Before, Ooh. <laughs> so good. He's so crazy. I love him a lot. Um, Superior it, Spider-Man. I know people, I don't know if people gave a hate. I feel like they did. Cause they canceled it pretty fast. But Superior Spider-Man was freaking amazing when Doc Ock took his body. Yeah, I thought that was cool too. I was like, yo, that's crazy. So good. I thought that was a cool story. Um, there's just so many characters that Spider-Man has that you just can't really like it's just hard. It's really hard, man. And I wish I could say like the anti-Venom, same. Uh, it's really cool too. I like anti-venom. Yeah, Venom Carnage. There's, there's so many good stuff. Sandman, I really like Sandman too. Mm-hmm. I it was pretty good. And that's why Spider-Man has the same problem that, like, DC had. Where it's like, Spider-Man, I feel like, for the most part, keep all the good villains for himself. Yeah, the only one I could argue that Marvel has a little upper hand is X-Men. X-Men villains yeah. are fantastic. I love them, too. But X-Men is, like, literally the variety of life. I love X-Men. I am one of the biggest that's kinda fan when of we have. That's kind of why when we have some of our debates, it's like, I can't really... The U.S. like... When I always say, like, oh, name me, like, this, this, and that, but can't use X-Men... <laughs> You're always like, well, all right, exactly. I give up. <laughs> well, I guess the argument is invalid now because I can't. <laughs> I straight up can't. Some of my favorite characters come from X Men, and I, and that's why I, I think that's why I'm also biased about the inhuman thing about when we're talking about the Marvel Avengers game is mm. that it hurts because like you're giving me Inhumans, and I don't like Inhumans. I hate Inhumans. Inhumans basically work like mutants almost in exactly mm. way, shape, and form. And you're giving me a lesser version of it, and I don't want it. Stop feeding me this, you know? They're mm-hmm. only feeding me this, so that way I'm forced to like it. I don't care how many times you get Inhumans in my face, or how <laughs> much never you gonna care for it. They're better in every way, shape, or form of X-Men and mutants. I don't care how much you do it. I will always love mutants more. I mean, here's my I You care. know I almost never read stuff like I already read before comic-wise and things like that. And I'll tell you in a heartbeat, I'll reread like a thousand X-Men comics before I just like touch one brand new human comic. Honestly, man, because X-Men is just so perfect, man. You Fail cannot attraction, redo that ever because X-Men feels like it gives you what you want. So you know, there's a little bit of everything for everyone, bro. So I'm gonna say a little something with that. Uh and I'm happy to say it's over a year old now, it's still going strong. Did you check out the brand new X-Men comic that just started up last year? Oh, I haven't. I really need to, though. Um, So the writer, uh, I remember looking him up. He had did a lot of like X-Men stuff in the past. It was a few of my favorite stories. I was like, oh, okay. Um, It's been like me being generous about 10 years since the last real X-Men story. So I'm a bit hesitant. I'm interested in it. Flat out, my absolutely favorite run of X-Men ever. It's been what he's been doing. I need to read it then because I... The only comics that you've ever seen me read is Flash, yeah. Batman, yeah. and X-Men. Yeah. And a little bit of Spider-Man. That's just a little bit here and there. Because I, I like a lot of the stories like Miles Morales. And some of the, I've read a little bit of comics. With a couple good ones. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'm, 
I'm pretty branched out for the most part. It's always still DC. I'm, I just I am DC. I'm Green Lantern. I forgot. I yeah. Oh, Jeff John Green Lantern, so good. But I mean, okay. I here's really the thing for like everybody who's listening, who's like huge on like Marvel, and I'm like, like I don't. I think it's same with you too. Neither one of us hate Marvel. I just no, feel like no. the DC stories are better. <laughs> just flat out. I, I, just, I think the reason why is that don't get me wrong, there is stupidly overpowered characters. Oh like yeah. Superman. But, like, most of the stuff that we like is, like, that revolves around characters that, like, they have to think outside the box. And it's just, just about who's stronger. It's more so mm-hmm. literally thinking outside the box. When it comes to Flash and Batman, you know? And I, I'm going to throw Batman. Let's be honest. Batman is, like, my favorite, you know? Bit of a I like him a lot because... Yeah. Exactly. He thinks outside the box. It's not about strength. It's about how you go about it, you know? And Flash, it's kind of almost the same thing, almost. It's yeah, he has super speed, which makes him stupidly overpowered. But nine out of ten, he deals with people who are literally faster than him. He has to, like, don't get me wrong, he does get faster, like how he goes about it, but like mm-hmm. how he deals with it is what's so perfect. I feel say that's something I haven't really stopped and really thought about it until now, like at this moment. When it comes to DC, yeah. how they handle their villains, it is kind of interesting when you think about it, right? Because with DC, the heroes. Let's be honest, almost everybody on Justice League is like a god in their own right. With like all the stuff they yeah. can do. Yet all their villains yeah. aren't anything too crazy. But at the no. same time, too, what they are provides such a big challenge to the hero. It's actually kind of great. Because to me personally, uh, and I'm going to bring them up real fast. Wonder, Wonder Woman's main villain is Maxwell Lowell. That's literally a normal everyday dude. Even, he's not even like Lex Luthor. He's like a lot of money and smart like Lex, like Lex Luthor. No, he's just a normal everyday dude on the street. But what he does and like how dangerous he is with the way he acts, use his charisma and stuff, is why he becomes such a big threat. I'm like, I kind of like that. It's like it's it's just a really good way. Like obviously we just talked about how it doesn't work in games because it's kind of no. hard to like you always want to feel like you're that character and it's hard to do with that. But it makes it so much better when you do it in a comic book or in a story because it's like something you wouldn't think of you know exactly like dang that's actually powerful wow that's crazy it's really hard to, that, that's where it correlates where it's hard to work in a game because it, 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 it seems crazy you know I mean dude one of Flash's most iconic villains is a guy with a freeze gun <laughs> that's just Literally. a lot right there Stark is so good he was like, one of my favorites because of how Stark he was Literally, no love so good so cocky. I, I just loved him. He's so good. And another good villain that literally is Reverse Flash. God, mm-hmm. you, yeah, I hate to love him because it's like, he's the bad guy. You shouldn't like him, but he's also spitting it's out that, like some crazy stuff. That you're like, man, that I like you, but I can't trust you all the way, and I don't know why. And I felt like the entire time with Dr. Wells, it's like, man, I don't know what it is about you, but you're helping me out, but I feel like I can't trust you. To anyone who hasn't seen at least the, I know they're like long shows and CW gets a bad rap. I, I, to anyone who haven't seen the I, first I, season of The Flash, you're doing yourself a disservice. I, the first I, season of Flash I, is amazing. I highly recommend it. And if you liked it, I recommend going all the way up to three. And I am very biased on it because I do love Flash a lot. But I recommend Season two is seeing. really solid. And season three, I feel like great. I feel like three blows out two and out the water. Yeah. That's why it's like so good to watch is because I like the villains on both of those two. Mm. And I will admit, you, you, you can stop at the three. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I have to open I thought you liked the thinker. 
thought he was your favorite I, villain. I thought he was a cool villain, and I liked him a lot, but how they did him at the end, I was like, all right, I didn't. So why did you get all this stuff to literally this, deal with Flash? That's what you were saying? Literally threw out the window. It's you the, didn't um, use anything. It's, it's the Admiral Thrawn like, theory I was telling you about, dude, where it's like, you can't bring in a villain whose whole entire gimmick is, I'm smarter than everybody. I, Cause they're going to beat him with yeah. some kind of crazy bull every single time. Yeah, exactly, and that's exactly what happened there. And I, I really, and I will admit, they did, a, they did what they could. You know, it's like I couldn't think of a better way of going about it. I'm gonna be real with you. Now, the the only way I could think of you going about it is you literally getting Superman and getting Green Arrow and getting but I feel Black like, Lightning. Get for everyone me, for me personally, I feel like for villains like that. I feel like those are villains that should always, if you want to give the hero a win, it should be a 50 feet, like a bittersweet victory. Yeah, like, exactly. Hey, you, you got loot yeah. after you win. Yeah. And I think that's the best way to handle a character like that on the villain side. Yeah, and, and again, and then we went to the next villain after that, which was... Um, Godspeed, finally, can't remember right? his name. Huh? Godspeed after no, that. No, I wish he was a main villain. <laughs> No, they make him a side villain, and I was super upset. With that. That's one of my favorite Flash's villains. Just to give an angry rant about that, if you haven't read any Rebirth. Flash comic, I really recommend I mean, reading the Flash comic with Godspeed in it. I really do. The very first issue of Rebirth, it's so good. Literally, it's so good. Thank you for actually showing what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even ask me how I remember certain stuff like that, just on top of my head. Thank but. I really recommend it because Godspeed is one of my favorite speeds to hands down. It's amazing. Like, he is so good. And how they deal with him in the in the, in the the TV show, it's like a huge disservice. I'm like, what are you, why are you making him like he's a second hand <laughs> up? Why is he getting beat by somebody who doesn't even know the speed? You know what's like, so what? weird? You know what's what? so weird? They were they were adapting all these new fifty two stories to CW. And I was like, dude, these were actually pretty bad stories, and they're like making them really good. good. So I was like, yeah, oh, exactly. this is a rebirth story. It's gonna be the best thing ever. There's no way they can mess that up, and they found a way. <laughs> exactly. Like it's because they're so they want to stick in the new fifty two formula so bad that they didn't make Godspeed. Godspeed actually is. They made him a whole different story. And I don't like that. Don't take a character that I like that's and make them get a whole new story. If you're going to do something like that, make a whole different speedster then because don't do mm-hmm. that to a character I like. Because I like him. And I like how the story was told. It really heartfelt a little uh. bit, honestly. Because it's kind of like, that's kind of how I feel like deep down, how I'd be like, a, I feel like this, like if I got the speed force and I randomly got it, I feel like I'd be like him too. It's like, don't get me wrong, I want to do everything he did, but I felt like, I'd be like, all I would think about is getting more power, getting more speed. That's how I feel, almost, because I'm like, this is like... And that's something I thought they did really good. Well, not just even the Flashman, but like what everybody's DC Rebirth villains. They make you feel yeah. like, hey, I get where they're coming from. Exactly, and those are some of the best villains you can have. Mm-hmm. Is that you could feel something of what the villain is going through. That's why Joker, and again, I know this is like going the whole Batman throughout, but this is why Joker is so joke. many people's favorite mm-hmm. villain. Is because Joker is literally just a normal guy that literally anyone could be. There's just no nobody. Anyone could be the Joker by just having a bad day. That's what I like. Yeah, is that that's why you don't know who Joker is or who his real identity is because 
could be anyone. Anyone could have a bad day so bad that it literally that's, makes you mad. And this goes back into an earlier topic, but that's why I'm a little bit worried about the direction they're taking Black Label, where they're kind of hinting at, hey, we make new Jokers. Can I look at Killing exactly. Joke and I go, man, just the idea that's like, that's just something somebody became one day. I think works so right. well. Um, do you know about Batman Who Laughs? Yeah, I do know about Batman yeah. Who Laughs. Yeah. So I kind of like that whole idea too. Like that premise, just like, hey, anybody can reach that their ultimate breaking point. Exactly. It's crazy. And I love Batman Who Laughs. If you guys don't know about that, I really recommend trying to Dark do Knight stuff. Metal. Dark Knight Metal. Yeah, exactly. I, I really recommend it. It's really, really good. I don't want to spoil too much stuff, but basically it's like a breaking point of like Batman, basically, mm-hmm. in a different universe. And I really recommend it. It's really good. I've read a couple of it. I still need to read more of it, but it's really good. Remember back when like, and not just you, I was in the same boat, where like we wouldn't touch comics because we always thought like, oh, but these Elseworld stories, <laughs> they keep popping. Right. <laughs> Like it, it is. It's like hard to get your head around it. Like you mm. need to find a really good. Point it still gets frustrating. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, it is kind of. It is kind of when you find like the stories you really like. I do feel like it really hits home. And it really does. Because uh, there's a little bit of everything for everyone, but that's also a good thing and a bad thing too. Yeah. You, I'm gonna, but at the, I'm gonna hit up Batman like the very end of the show when we like get to like the final final thing, but. I do feel yeah. like a lot of those, I, cause this this is the weird thing, and this is kind of like something I was gonna like leave you to think on a little bit, but yeah, we are pushing almost one hundred years now of Superman and Batman stories. That's We're like crazy. close to that. It's and crazy. It does feel weird to like when I sit here, I think about it, and I go one. All the people who originally created these stories, like when these characters, like this original idea these characters had, those people are long gone. They're not, they're not around anymore. And we have like all these other different people, um, Jeff Johns being one we love, like still working on their stories. And I do wonder, yeah, but I do wonder like with, because it's no secret that DC was like in really bad shape this year. A lot of people wonder like, oh, if DC actually might go bankrupt. Then Warner Brothers might actually yeah. sell off DC. But like, that was like an actual concern. Still kind of is. And it really is. I kind of wonder, why do you think comics are selling the way they used to anymore? Why do you think comics are like kind of fully dying? In America, in Japan, they're still the biggest thing in that country. Well, because Japan loves mangas. Yes. And mangas sell really hard because you will always, that's it's like I think the reason why it's so good in Japan is because Japan really appreciates all those extra little details that that goes into the manga. You know, don't get me wrong. I think, like, don't get me wrong. You can still get like details in comic books, and you can get into mangas. You know, they're basically two of the same things. But in Japan, it feels like people like to read more than they actually like. They appreciate that little extra bit that they go into. You know, in the manga. You know in the newest issues they like that kind of stuff here in america we're all about really just trying to you know look it on the internet and try to get it yeah that we one, like you know? to we like to binge what is out then we like to just complain that we don't have nothing to hold us over exactly and, <laughs> and them, they like taking in moderation you know mm-hmm. and i know it's weird to like i never lived in japan so i really don't know this is just me 
spitballing a little bit. Yeah. But it really does seem like that, though, you know? Like, in America, we get big portions. Their portions compared to our portions is way different. For sure. You know? And we like, you know, getting the best stuff, you know? In America, we like getting, you know... And it really shows that, like, we take the best of literally everything, mix it all together, you know? Yeah. That's really what it is. Japan, me, it's me personally, what I kind of... So... I thought about it too, but like with me, the kind of thought process I kind of came to was I almost yeah. feel like our stories we have here are just way too stagnant. I feel like we like to get the same thing with nothing ever really changing. Where see that's the other thing too. Uh, and I would say, I would say we probably need to do like an anime show at some point in time. But uh, take for instance, I almost caught up in One Piece now. And yeah. with that, I kind of look at uh, One Piece. That's been going on as long as longer than New Fifty Two, longer than Rebirth, longer than um, Golden Age almost. But since the nineties till now, almost thirty years, and that's still Crazy. the best selling thing in that country. And I think yeah. like, oh, the Superman been going out here for like almost a hundred things like that, but it's never been like the best selling thing in all of America. Yeah, and exactly. I kind of wonder if that's because with One Piece, I look at um, Marine Ford, that whole entire arc, that happens, I'm not sure if you noticed or not, that happened at year 13 of the manga. That's crazy. So after 13 years is when that finally happened. And I want to say it was still blowing up being super popular then. And I kind of go, you know, and man, you think if we had 13 more years of Rebirth, we had a moment where they had like everybody all around the world talking about it? No, and I'm going to tell you why. Because, and I, I talked to uh, a lot of people about it. It's like another thing that I think is also a big reason is going why mangas are selling more than comic books is a very huge thing. It's like a, it's like a give or take a little bit. Is the fact that in mangas and like in anime, there's more consistency, you know? It's not about, like like I said, in like Marvel, you know how it's the biggest, how big can we get? Here's yeah. the standard. Let's go above the standard even more. In DC, there's yeah. sometimes it, it happens too. Here's the standard. Let's go above. Batman's now a god. And I see. And saying, like, one, I mean, One Piece, it feels like it's smooth. It's consistent. It goes with the lore. It goes with the power scaling. It makes sense. They get stronger, and it makes sense. Like, for instance, in the beginning, Zoro, top tier. We were like, bro, ain't nobody messing with Zoro. Bro, he's a G. He has three swords now. He's a monster. Here comes Mihawk. <laughs> and you literally like, yo, Zoro, what happened to you, my G? What, what, what happened here? When you find he out, got, oh, shoot, our big dogs are actually small fishes. <laughs> literally. And you, it's like, crazy because it keeps going with like what's going on with it and it never feels like it's like well this came out of left field like let's say artemis hockey like if nobody knows what artemis hockey is yeah. and one piece you have the strongest thing we see in one piece is about hockey. fruit that gives you power oh okay and the power shows a lot of stuff and we're just like thinking this is top tier there's nothing that can beat uh let's i'm gonna tell you like uh, a logia type which is basically you're that element nothing can hurt you at all and that's the strongest stuff we see, and you can't really deal with it. But the next power they give you is something that literally deals with that. And it's not making the fruit any worse. It's still a powerful fruit. 
But now mm-hmm. you can deal with it with this power, and it doesn't feel like it's overpowered by you having this. It just makes you like able to balance that. Yeah, and it balances exactly. That's the most important thing. It balances. It's not something that's abusive. That like right away at least, because the more you use it, the stronger you become. So, you know, it's like the more you use the Artemis hockey, the stronger it becomes. So what I get from all of that, it almost feels like the issue you gotta have with like the way Kami's goes. Is we hit yeah, almost like yeah. a DVZ level where it's all about well, how big can I make my power level this week? <laughs> it's so and, extreme measure. Like like Darkest Night, I recommend it because it's so yeah. awesome. But if you really think about it, he's at extreme levels of overpower. Like hmm. that man's literally an omega. And if you don't know what an omega is, oh boy, an omega, omega. Let's just put it this way. If you know DBZ, right? And DBZ is inherently one of the strongest anime. You, you, there's no beating go. Yeah, flat out. Let's just flat out, honestly. And an Omega level can literally solo their entire universe, if not their entire like literally reality. Which is dumb. just straight up. Which is dumb. And I'm not saying that like it's a gloating point. I don't really like it, honestly, because it usually makes it ridiculous, like to an astronomic level. The only reason why I like Darkest Night. Is I like the idea of him and what he goes about and how smart he is, you know? But like they like I said, they, they, they were here and it was awesome and I was like, okay, cool, let's go crazier. They're like, okay, this is still pretty cool. I still like it, but you don't really have to go that extra step. I really was liking where we were at, you know? But I, it does it so fast that it's like, okay, this it's still it's just good, constantly like, building you know? and you have no time to really and breathe. You just keep going up and mm-hmm. up, and it's like it's good sometimes, but like once you get to that point where like Okay, this is really cool. Oh, well, now I'm gonna scrap that all away. Batman is now level one. Uh, <laughs> uh, what? Excuse me, explain? Oh my well, I just God. reset it all. Okay, but why though? Oh, that's something too. Oh. Yeah, the constant power resets. It's a. I I I haven't read enough Marvel comics to say it's a thing there too often. But I, I, for I DC, for DC, it happens constantly. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's that's why I think manga's it's silly, and I know it's like different between manga and like reading online and stuff like. That. Yeah. But I think people would like to into more into the manga because you don't feel like at any point of time it's going to change on you. You could still read it; and it'd still be awesome. Like you know what you're like going like to get week after year. week. Yeah, exactly. It's timeless almost, you know. But so I is DC. Like it's that. timeless, but you don't want to keep getting the next issue of the comic book when something else is going to either be better or worse. You don't mm-hmm. know. Or even make you know, it to like go out his way to kind of ruin what you had before. Exactly, because now it's not you know it's not uh, canon. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, wow, I just got this, and, this, and that, that's I'm gonna go into a little bit of rant on the other thing. It's not <laughs> a huge, small one. That's what I don't like is when something is canon and non-canon. You know, it's like, oh well, then why was the point of me reading this? And don't get me wrong, there's still good stories to read, but it kind of gives you that bitter feeling that. The little aftertaste of like sometimes okay. when you get retcons, it hurts. Like I will exactly. admit, there are certain times where I think retcons point. are needed. Um, New Fifty Two yeah, and DC Rebirth. So bad that they <laughs> <laughs> DC Rebirth needed to exist one hundred percent. It definitely did. It definitely did. But um, like I was gonna go into a rant real quick about anime, real quick. Oh, As, go for it. I didn't like how animes movies are literally not canon. Mm-hmm. Straight up, most of them are not canon, and I don't like that. 
Yeah. Like, well, why are you telling me this story about that? that till I told you? I forgot. <laughs> like, yeah. I never realized. I was just thinking that this always happened in the world. It's like, okay, so like, well, why didn't he learn from that from when he went in the movie? Oh, because it's not canon. Why are you showing me this? <laughs> I want to see stuff that's canon. I like the idea that Broly is literally somewhere in the world. Mm-hmm. He's just a monster. He could come at any point in time. Now that's the case. Before it was not the case, and I didn't know that. And I was like, "Wow, that's dumb. Why is it Broly? Broly's awesome. Do I like the new like, version first. Do you feel like that's a good way to put out like movies that are unrelated to like the main events and make you good?" Well, I, I'm gonna be real with you. I'm gonna, I, I, I did just say Broly. I'm gonna say yeah. the first Broly, yeah, because I just like the fact that he's just a threat that just happens. You know, mm-hmm. like, damn, it's like when you deal with Broly the first time, you're like, man, you really had to deal with Broly. And to be honest with you. He kind of won BS wise, and that's kind of thing cause... too. Is because of how he won, it's like you could have. Let's say that original Broly movie was canon. You could easily go. Yeah. Why don't everybody just give their power to Goku for he's like one punch man for himself? <laughs> you know. Well, no, I'm saying like it's the way that like yeah, they had to like power a friendship. He did all our Kamehamehas together and somehow beat Broly, which I don't know how that makes sense. Oh no, the, Broly, uh, yeah, the Gohan version of it. Uh huh. Yeah. But, like, because, you know, I, I thought that was like, okay, well, you've done a Kamehameha. Why is this one so much special? You guys are doing it all three? Okay. Can't take that. They got okay. Goku with on this time. Yeah, stuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's why I, like, really like the thought process. Like, oh, maybe we will get Broly to come back. Or maybe he'll help out. Maybe somehow it's just, like, randomly freezing. you know that's a thing. Feels good. Like that. Exactly. It's just, like... Oh, Frieza's back. Dang, that's crazy. Broly's back. Oh, okay, Broly don't like Frieza. He just he just beats up everything because he doesn't care about anybody. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Let's get two villains fighting. That'd be cool. But we we really it's not canon. So but now though, it is now. So even though Bro, the new Broly movie is canon, but now I'm gonna ask. Yeah, and I love what it. What would happen if they just never bring up Broly ever again? I'd be upset because I really want to see him again. I really do. But do you find that would ruin that movie for you a little bit? No, not even a little bit. I want that. I want him in the tournament. I want another tournament, and I want him in it. He is on our team. Please. Take Krillin out. That's that's kind of why, like, thinking about that, but thinking about that, that's kind of why I feel like if a movie is good enough, I kind of don't care too much. Like, the second Hunter x Hunter movie, Yeah, I'll admit, I think part of the reason I'm okay with it is because you feel like it's something that could have happened during the second season. But it really wasn't impactful. Yeah, but it wasn't like impactful. But at the same time, too, I feel like for what it is, I'm okay with it. I don't like hate it because of it. I I feel you on that one. I think if somebody, if, if a lot of fans and I like it a lot, I feel like we should just make it canon. You know, like there's <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that I will admit we don't like. Like let's be honest, every other old Broly movie after the first one did not like because it got weird, man. Mm. But then let me ask this too, then. Um, I'm going to use like two different examples on it. But yeah, the Garlic Jr. movies, for starters, for yeah. Dragon Ball Z, how you feel about those? This is actually a very good example. Those you can literally just throw out the window. I wouldn't care. Yeah. But at the same time, you can also make an argument that they can and it take place in a perfect amount of time where you can believe that stuff happened. That's true. It's 100%. I like it still because it ties in with it. But my thought process is I didn't really like Garlic Jr. as a villain. Yeah, he wasn't very good. Exactly. That's like, but, it makes sense, but at the same time, the villain wasn't that great. I think it really only matters if I like a lot what happened, you know? 
But now, and people argue this isn't filler that I'm about to bring up, but I consider it filler. Yeah. How do you feel about certain yeah. stuff like Hit versus Goku round two? That is filler. I don't really care for it. That could have not happened. I really wouldn't care. But then, okay. Now, if happened, then I'm like, yeah. Okay, well, let me use something else I consider filler that people actually really like a lot. Yeah. But I consider it filler. The copy Vegeta. I don't even remember that. With the pink Vegeta that fought Gotenks? <laughs> he went pink, I, I blue. <laughs> no? <laughs> he went... He, um, he went Super Saiyan Blue. But he had pink. He was still all pink. I really don't remember. I'm going to be real with you. <laughs> it's blocked you from your memory. All right. Probably. Another one. The baseball episode. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's filler, <laughs> but that's funny. At least that's <laughs> but, filler that makes you laugh. Enjoy it. Yeah. And that's kind of what I mean. That's kind of like what I'm getting at with like all of these. It's like, I feel like you can have filler in there and have it enjoyable. It doesn't need to like tie back into the main thing. I personally really, feel uh, like the best way to do it, and no show would ever do this because no show had that kind of confidence in itself. But I would yeah. like it if you brought in like a brand new cast of characters inside the same world doing their own thing and you let that be a filler. Like a plot or something like that? Yeah. And that'd be like your yeah, filler. And that'd be cool. Because... Uh, one example that kind of comes to my mind, and I think if you're so right, it used to be filler, and they just made it actual. But the My Hero filler. Oh, you talking about the vigilantes? Yeah. Yeah, did they like brought them into Canada or something like that? Didn't they? I think so. I'm not 100 yeah, percent. Like also because we're talking about him. I, I don't know where we got all the way through. I don't but know anyways. how we got so sidetracked. <laughs> Really hard, but to, just to get back to the anime real quick, yeah. The My Hero, this is a problem I have with the the anime a little bit or shonens in general. Mm-hmm. I think it's shonen, right? Definitely shonen. I hate, and this is a problem with anime because like there's there's this problem with everything, comic books and anime for a certain mm-hmm. in mangas in general. There's a problem with kind of a little bit of everything. You know, you're always gonna find something new. For I don't like the fact that My Hero that they didn't take it, you know, an extra step. It always feels like the hero's gonna win. Mm-hmm. And I heard in the market it's going to change a little bit, and we're going to start seeing some hype stuff where we don't see the heroes always winning. Because I never liked that in stories. And people are going to be like, well, don't you want to see your hero always win? No, because it's just – I like the idea of seeing something a little bit different and saying that the hero yeah. never always wins. I like the idea that he could take L's, you know? And I think that's what One Piece does good too. You see Luffy takes some L's. Oh, he takes a man. lot of L's. Like – Sunset Aquapelica with all the that bubble island to oh, the man, time skip to the time skip. I'm like, oh my dude, I had actually hit a point where I actually was begging them to give Luffy a win. Like, yeah. I, um, spoilers for One Piece. When the whole wow. Ace thing that was coming up, like, I, yeah. I kind of forgot that like I knew what happens. And I felt so good. I was like, oh dude, finally after all this bad stuff that happened, something good finally happening with Luffy. Dude, just to get that so taken sad. away. <laughs> You're like, oh. Like, if you, it's like literally taking somebody while they were down. Literally. Mm-hmm. And it was so good, though. It's so sad. It's That's why I think One Piece works so good. Because I think One Piece is the shonen jump, well, right? It is, yeah, it's shonen. And One Piece is... And it's weird. I would say the I only never, shonen I considered... It's funny, because I don't consider this... It's hard. I forget the show is a shonen I'm about to bring up. But the only other show that I feel like I love as much as One Piece is Demon Slayer. Yeah, but damn. 
You'll never know. Uh, just be weird. I'm just going to... Dude, that was a great fashion, though. Dude, all I'm saying is I'm totally going to just put these full of, like, unedited verses out there. I'm going to call it the Ame Cut. Ame Cut. Ame Cut. It's going to be the unedited files for people to go, oh my god, these guys are horrible. We need to cancel them ASAP. Perfect. Perfect. That's how we get them. We get their hopes up and they'll be like, wow, they're horrible. <laughs> uh, it will happen to me sooner or later. Don't worry. <laughs> now to get back, what, what was I talking about again? Um, last thing we talked about was like shodens and things like that. In which case, yeah. I said like One Piece does it the best because I don't feel like I'm watching a shonen sometimes when I'm watching it. And Demon That's Slayer, oh. same boat. I forget Demon Slayer is a shonen sometimes. 100%. Okay, so that might be number one I was going into. I was going into another, like, little wreck. Is that the fact that I love Dragon Ball Z a lot, but I hate the aspect of if you are not Goku or Vegeta, you are useless. Yep. Just straight up, you're useless. And then Naruto later down the line kind of turned into that a little bit. Yeah, where not Naruto you are not Naruto and Sasuke, you are useless. useless. Get away from me. One that, Piece is that problem. Like One Piece, One Piece is perfect, honestly, because Luffy and Zoro can go toe-to-toe, and I'd be like... I'm gonna be real with you. I think Zoro might win. <laughs> money I'm just gonna be real with you, but at the same time, Luffy is really strong. Right? I really can't say that too, though. Sanji would also be another one too. Jinpei oh, would be boy, another Sanji. one. Oh, uh, it's like they're really strong people that like you can rely on, and it doesn't feel like any way, shape, or form that like oh the you're story not doesn't feel like this, it's this, being this. held back. Cause like let's be honest, Usopp. Um, uh, to a point, Name, Chopper, all them. They're essentially like the Krill and Yamcha and like Boma of the group. But at the same yeah. time, you never feel that way watching. Like, even when it goes cuss over to him, you're still like, oh, I wonder what's going to go down. I hated yeah, Thriller he- Bark, but I love seeing those three doing stuff together. Yeah, exactly. Because it's surprising. Like, they could, they could do a lot because it's like they have their, their shine. It doesn't matter, like, how strong they are. They get by, but they get by, you know? Exactly. Like, you don't look at Krillin. And be like, well, well, why am I watching you? You don't even do oh, anything. Oh, we had a treat. Krillin episode. I'll skip it immediately because yeah. it's like you don't do anything interesting. Your character is really not that good, honestly. Like Nami, I find hilarious because she just randomly does stuff. Mm-hmm. Chopper's just adorable. This is so <laughs> Usopp's an idiot, and it's funny. Oh my god, I love the time skips personality so much. Yeah, I do too. I like it a lot more too. Like time skip zero is my boy. Timeship Zoro is dude. Okay, I haven't seen like I'm in Fishman Island right now, but when he was when he rode on that boat and fell asleep on an accident, and then it sinks on the water and shows back up later on the boat's cut in half with him floating back to the surface. That was so amazing, wasn't <laughs> okay, it? Yeah, that made Zoro my favorite. Dude, it's so good, dude. And Zoro gets. I will admit, you see, you've seen Sanji's. Oh man, that was bad. Oh, come my that way. Oh my god, that was so bad. It was so funny. <laughs> it was. Uh, I felt bad for Sanji so bad. That was funny, man. Uh, for every Sanji fan out there who haven't gotten to that far, I'm. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all I got for you. I don't even like Sanji like that, but I felt bad for him after that. Oh my god. Because me and Nami's whole thing now. was like Zoro versus Sanji, and then kind of threw under the bus. Immediately. <laughs> and argue that. I was already when Thriller Bark happened and Sanji 
basically said what he said, just like, I always wanted the invisibility fruit. I could do like all this, this, and that. And I was like, Sanji? <laughs> Why? That's like, so... I get it. I, I get it. No. <laughs> Why? Why? So I was like, I don't feel good about that. Then the very next arc with that, and I feel kind of bad. Because, okay, here's here's the boat I'm in. I have mm-hmm. no idea if I could say, like, Ivan's title on stream. Like, I love Ivan. That was the uh, the one dude who was injecting people with the needles inside the prison. Oh, I, yeah. I, lo- I loved him with a passion. One thing about it is every single time he said, like, his title or, like, who he was, I was like, is this okay in 2020? I don't know if this is okay in 2020. <laughs> I'm just gonna skip this part. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you honestly. I I'm tippy-toeing too. Until they see the uncut version of this, they'll be like, "Oh wow, that's." Oh, when they see the, uh, well, I'm not cutting this part. Out. Oh, okay, oh, that's true. Once they see the uncut version, they'll be like, "Oh, okay, you know what? We get it. <laughs> we get it. We, 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 we get we get it. it. Like, yeah. We're not gonna say it, but we get it. Hear this guy's voice. I understand. It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I that's why I, I just like, we went to a whole side quest. Like, oh yeah. Christ. Oh, man. Um, that was a real side quest. When I edit this down, it's probably going to be like three hours and 30 minutes. It, it, it seems like it. I'm not going to lie. Uh, let's go. Yeah, let's go back. Let's go back. Um, I last left off when I was going down the list of like, new suicide people. Um, yeah. Just the one that might make you go, okay, but why, though? Don't mean to draw you back into another rant, but um, and you heard this person, I promise you. Mungao yeah. is on the team. Oh, you might be thinking for a moment, why does that sound familiar? And yeah. then you think, for some reason, you start thinking, are they, are they Superman related in some way? And then you think about it a little bit more, and you go, wait, hold on, isn't one of Dark Side Henshin's name is Mongo? And I go, yes. Oh, <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> One of Darkseid's henchmen is on the Suicide Squad. Oh well, she's living. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a done deal. All right, let's go on to the next one. <laughs> oh, not even like no debate. I was just no, she's gonna make it. <laughs> if you're Darkseid's henchman, you have to be a monster. <laughs> There's I mean, no if ands or buts. At the same time, if you're one of Darkseid's henchmen, you really got caught by Amanda Waller. I'm also like. I feel like Amanda Waller right. could catch Superman if she wanted, really wanted. That's also the better I'm in, too. To be fair, though, it's not very hard to catch Superman. All you can do is leave a piece of candy of kryptonite and just call it a day. Done. I won't say she can catch Batman, but I can see her catching any of the Robins. Any oh, the yeah. Robins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind it's of crazy boring. because, I, I, just to go a little off track a little bit, with Batman Beyond, Amanda Waller was just like, yeah, we kind of need a Batman. That's actually why I genetically uh, made you. <laughs> like, what? What? I do I do honestly feel like there's some kind of like low level of respect she has for Batman specific. Oh, hundred percent. And I dig that. I love it. Well, I think it's because of the fact that it, Batman's human. And so is she. Mm. And she's just like, you're doing stuff like this. Jesus. When the humans on the team I actually trust. And the other fact that, that you could destroy Superman and all these other heroes is impressive. Honestly, yeah. The fact that she he goes against all the stuff he goes against whenever he does. It's crazy. I, that's why I love Batman. That's why it's, it's like 
the idea of what Batman does, is the what one person so on the team where we say like, oh yeah, everybody on the team is like gods in their own right. Batman's the one person who's not, who he has the reverse issue that all the other superheroes have, where his villains are almost always way more powerful than he is. Yeah, and he somehow wins on top. Mm-hmm. I love that. And it's so good how he does it, because he just literally, it's 90% is outsmarting your opponent. Just mm-hmm. straight up. And his opponents are not pushover when it comes to, like, intel- intelligence. They're they're freaking super smart. So it's like, it's it's it's, a, it's really cool seeing how he goes about it. Especially, I like the Riddler, too. I thought that was pretty cool. The Riddler's kind of grown on me. Beforehand, I didn't really care for him, but now he's grown on me. <laughs> Gotham's why he's grown on you. Oh, for real, though. Uh, um, three more crazy. left. Four more, technically. But okay, go for it. The Goat Room. Soul Soria. As far as I can tell, she's a brand new character. Just yeah, somebody... Some, I, I was watching Loop or something like that. I can't remember who was. And they were talking about how like this could possibly be a gender bent of another Suicide Squad character. I'm not sure. I really don't know. Maybe. Because Ratcatcher, too, is that. She's a gender bent of the original Ratcatcher. So. Yeah, but she's Ratcatcher, too. So I'm guessing it's like the daughter or something. Oh, I didn't so. think of it that way. Yeah, you're right. That could be a case. But, you know, that that also could be the whole, like, gender role thing. Which, I don't know why they did that, but at the same time, who's really going to remember Polka Dot, man? Like, anyone can. <laughs> Bro, he's going to, and, like, I hate myself. I'm end up being, like, utter Joe with Slipknot in the first in the first Suicide Squad movie. But Polka Dot Man will be the hero of this film, bro. Mark my words. He's going to be the last one standing. What would you do? I'll walk out the theater. <laughs> <laughs> if you could get in there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. God. <laughs> for anybody who doesn't, for anybody who listens to this like 10 years ago, there's a pandemic in 2020. <laughs> you might have heard Not it. Not good. Like you're dealing with Ultra, you're like, all right, that's cool, bro. That's cool. And then Thanos comes and you're like, oh, mm, dude, that hurricane then. right now is um oof. Uh the next one on here, Blackguard, I know nothing about. Oh, I actually looked that one up. Apparently he's like a villain and he used to like hunt down crime syndicates, and he actually volunteer joins the Suicide Squad just so he can uh, find other syndicates and destroy them and stuff like that. I can't remember that exactly. That sounds kind of cool. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. And uh, here, here's the thing that's going to probably be like, yeah, he's going to die. Uh, and apparently in the comic books of Suicide Squad, uh, random other, I think it's either another Suicide Squad or an enemy they're fighting, literally grabs him and pops his head off. <gasps> like, squeezes him to death. So uh, I'm going to pass my vote to say death. Yeah, I'm going to say dead after hearing that too. To be honest with you, I kind of want him to live because I actually like Pete Davidson. Yeah, I, I think he's pretty accurate. I think I like him. Honestly. Um, so here's I, a, I think he's pretty good. Though. So here's a fun one. Um, another completely new one from the looks of it. TDK. Yeah. TDK. And I heard one rumor. Well, not even rumor. I heard like one theory that made me laugh about his name. Where I heard other people saying like, "Oh, we don't recognize him either," and people think TDK could stand for the Dark Knight. He's just a hardcore Batman fanboy. That'd be amazing. And I feel like it's James Gunn making this movie, the same guy who made Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I feel like I wouldn't put him past it to make a character like that. That's amazing. Actually. And that's kind of why I say he's going to die. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I was looking at the same thing. I was like, oh, he's going to die. Um, the next one, 
I actually did know this one. You ready for this? Yeah. Weasel. Oh, yeah. He's a Firestorm yeah. villain. Really? Mm-hmm. Here's, here's something great, though. One of the main reasons I know him is because oh. years ago, I decided to binge all the old Suicide Squad comics. Uh-huh. And I read one, and he was in it. And what happens is, on their first mission, the very beginning of it, he goes kind of mad, kills another member, and then his head blows, gets popped. Oh, so that's a heart. He's going to die. All right. I think All not right. only is it a heart he's going to die, that he's going to take out another member. <laughs> It'd be funny if he takes out Blackguard. Oh, my God, bro. Here's what's bad. The guy right. he killed in the comedy, he did kill by smashing their head. Oh, my God. That'd be so funny. <laughs> I think, I think we so might have possibly predicted something with that. That'd be so messed up and funny. Oh man, and that's pretty that's much it. Tip. The last one that pops up after, uh, besides Captain Moraine, which both you know, is yeah. Peacemaker, John Cena's character. What do you mean? I don't see him. <laughs> 100% he's living. I don't care what anyone says. You cannot see him. So you he, cannot see him, bro. So, I don't think I know about it that he's a hero. He's not a villain. Which is crazy. So that kind of yeah. makes like me John think. Cena. Huh. Uh, no, you're good. Go for it. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, I was going to say he's a uh, John Cena kind of summed it up the right. He's the douchey Captain America. That's what I think he is. It's just literally he'll do anything that means peace at all, at all costs. So he yeah. probably volunteered to be in the Suicide Squad. Oh, okay. So that's your theory. Here's mine. I was going to think he's probably not in the Suicide Squad at all. And he's just a random hero that doesn't get caught up in all the stuff they're doing. That's That'd be actually good, too. I like that, too. <laughs> I'm going to say he's going to live. I'm going to say John Cena's going to live just solely for the reason of you cannot see him. All right. <laughs> People try to shoot him. Bullets are just going right past him. They're all looking through the scatters. He's not popping up. Exactly. Dude, it's foolproof. All right. I'm betting my money uh, on that. All right, cool. That's pretty much it for Suicide Squad. Pretty awesome. hyped for it? Honestly speaking, yeah. Because they have so many characters. I'm like, man, this is crazy. Dude, my main thing is being made by James Gunn, who made Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. And those two movies are freaking oh amazing. Guards of the Galaxy is definitely one of my favorite Marvel movies. Not the best to me. Yes, to me, this has to go good. There's no way for it to fail. Right. I feel like, in my opinion, I think Suicide Squad is kind of like Guardians in a sense, with like the whole ragtag team. Yeah, that's true. And anyone could die at any time, so it gives them a little bit more leeway. Mm-hmm. So, that's crazy. I got faith in this. I actually think this is going to be really good. Um, out of Suicide Squad, and this might end up being a short one because we just got a trailer. Did you see the Wonder Woman 18, 1984 trailer? Yes. I saw her whip thunder. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> no, was cool. That was, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I don't know I was, how that worked. But that cool. broke me. <laughs> I, was, I was actually crying because I was laughing so hard. I'm not going to lie. I liked it. I, so get me wrong. I get this is Wonder Woman's most iconic villain, but... Cheetah for the main villain. How you feel? I know. I, I I think it needs to lead up correctly because I'm like, that's the thing is I think there's going to be another villain that ties into with Cheetah and then she ultimately becomes Cheetah. Ooh. That's what I'm thinking is going to happen because that's my problem I'm thinking of the movie is that we're going to get Cheetah like when she's a human and we're not going to get a lot of action, you know? We're going to have a lot of stuff going on. 
that's what I was scared of. But with having two villains and lead up to her ultimately turning into Cheetah, we could have like a Do good Do you think blend. this is a good movie to have two villains for? Honestly speaking, yes. Same. Because this is how we first start up with Cheetah. And let's be honest, I don't really know much Cheetah. And I, I don't know how good her character is. From what I know about honestly. her, from what I know about her, I don't see her holding a film by herself. Exactly. That's why I'm hoping we get two villains. Because that will help out um, progress. Like, we get action and we get a little bit, like, you know. What I'm also, so I haven't, outside of the trailer, I haven't, like, looked up a whole lot, lot about this. It's taking place in 1984. I do wonder after going off the trailer if they're gonna if they're going down the same direction as the book. If you know about that, no, I don't actually. So there's a super old book called 1984, which is about like the government basically going Batman surveillance and everybody. And uh-huh. V for Vendetta essentially it takes place in the same like sense, where it's a, oh, basically it's 1984, but a couple years later is V for Vendetta. Oh. So you like V for Vendetta? That world is like that. Oh, that's cool. So I'm interested to see if that. I wonder if it's just like. I wonder if I'm looking too deep into it. Kaviva and is also a DC property, also, by the way. See, the one thing I'm wondering about that, too, is that the, the, I've seen in the DC fandoms, when they were talking about it, I feel like they're getting <laughs> a lot more. They're trying to really in tune with like the whole DC aspect. And that's why I'm like, man, maybe they will do something like that because. They were talking about like the whole Flash thing and like how like they did the comic books, how they're doing the comic books now and stuff like that. I feel like they might go that extra step, maybe you know, maybe because they're starting to really under. I think they're starting to really understand how DC is, you know, that there's not just one thing; it's like a multitude. You know, you're not set rules. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's a good thing and a bad thing. But them trying to use it to their, you know, best of <clears throat> knowledge and trying to make it more, you know, viable. You know, right. That's and, what I'm uh, hoping on. Like, it, it was thinking back when um, Doomsday Clock had came out that yeah. that was like the excuse they was going to use to start like really tying all these DC stories together. Yeah. And we hadn't gotten too much in the comics and I'm hoping that, hey, who knows, maybe in a live action that'd be what we start getting. That'd be awesome. I would, I would love to see it. Um, but that's it on Wonder Woman. Let's see something else to add to it. Yeah, there's not really much I really want to add to it. I will admit, Wonder Woman has been... Uh, I, I liked the first one a lot. Yeah. I thought it was really good. It was, dude, it was the DC movie that came out and made people go, oh, wow, DC movies can be good. <laughs> so, right. So, it was like, that's the first one that I was like, yo, this is hype. So we'll see about that, but, and this is the last top I got on the entire list. Yeah. Perfect, I know you got to sleep soon. <laughs> and I got to edit almost four hours of footage or video. But, You're welcome. <laughs> But the final thing on here and the big highlight of DC fandom to me, yeah. the Batman starring Robert Pattinson from Twilight. Yep. I was actually kind of hyped. I'm going to be real with you. I had my doubts. I had my doubts, but honestly speaking, it looks pretty. I really am liking how that bat suit looks. It looks really pristine. Like, they did such a good job on the bat suit. I was like, yo, that looks clean. And this honestly, is saying a lot after all the batches we had. Jesus. Yeah, dude. Like, here's the thing. I felt like, cause here's the thing, I felt like Ben Affleck was a perfect Bruce Wayne. Yeah. He just was missing, like, the whole Batman aspect of it. I felt like he didn't really, um, I felt like the suit was too much. I felt like his personality hey. in it was, like, extreme. <laughs> and that was yeah, kind of, 
that was kind of all of that. Uh, Christopher Nolan, I thought was solid. He's kind of the Batman people think about nowadays when they think Batman. Because I like so him. good. I liked him, but I will admit, I thought he went too over-exaggerated. Over yeah. yeah. In his voice. I feel like if he would have toned it down, it would have been way better, honestly. Um, if you want to hop into the animated space, Kevin Conroy animated Batman. Mm-hmm. The one that did stuff with Mark Hamill's Joker. And, really and in the Arkham games. I think, so, personally, I think that's Batman through and through. Yeah, 100%. Especially Arkham games. But as far as trying to get one per- for live action, maybe um Michael Keaton? From Michael the... Keaton? Uh, that's the one that had like the Jack Nicholson Joker and all that other stuff. Oh, yeah. That was pretty good, too. But I, I don't know. I, I felt like I in that. a lot of ways... So, here's the thing. I felt like, in my opinion... I think he knocked it out the park. I just felt like he knocked it out the park for what I spent Batman to be 40 years ago. Yeah, for I like, think, yeah, that's a good example. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't like to say modern that day Batman, I just don't feel like it works. Exactly. And I do feel like, and I can't believe I'm saying this. I was one of those many people. I know it's like, oh, you can't, you can't get upset about an actor because he's only starting to run role and all these other things. Like, you know, I get all that stuff, but nothing about him screen to me, Batman. That trailer, yeah. that's green Batman to me. He did a, a good bit, job. Right? I I don't know exactly. how you feel about it overall, but I felt like that was everything I wanted Batman to be. Although the part where he started punching that dude, I'm gonna be that honest, that went on a bit too long. <laughs> a little bit. That's what I was like, Batman, you need to chill, dog. Just ask who you are, bro. You just start beating up. He's like, he goes to Walmart. Oh, how are you? You just start, uh, 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 start beating them down. I'm like, bro, take it easy. I I wanted to cue in the freaking Robin's trailer from Teen Titans or from Titans. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Batman. <laughs> Fuck it just showed that scene. <laughs> he just, ugh, 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 Batman to Robin. I felt like I was watching Kung Lao's Brutality from MK11. Oh, he just, he just like punching. Yeah, but it's on last couple hits, dude. <laughs> just, ugh. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh my god! <laughs> so how, how I feel about the trailers, I actually really enjoyed it. Robert Pattinson did a really good job, honestly, of like laying it down a little bit because he looked very serious. That and, you Batman know, looked good. That yeah, exactly. When he put great. the suit on, I was like, man, he kind of matches a little bit pretty good, honestly. I mean, it's kind of exactly what I wanted. And the reason I yeah. ended, you wonder why I went backwards with the Batman's ending with Michael Keaton. I brought yeah. him up, so because apparently from what Patterson was saying, Keaton's been giving him a lot of pointers on how to do his Batman. Really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how you feel about it, but to me, it shows. It does. It really does feel like a modern version of what I wanted Keaton's to be. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. Great. It's so good. That's- I will admit, I, 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 the only thing that scares me is how well is he going to do Bruce? Because I think he's got that's, the Batman super nail. Mm, that's his, I'm, I'm thinking about the Bruce part. Is I don't know. Well, here's the thing, and this is why I feel that's going to work. Going off the trailer and everything we've seen, they're doing yeah. long Halloween. <laughs> they're doing the Hush storyline. Mm, yeah. And I'm going to be honest with you, I think Hush... It's one of Batman's, like, best villains that we've never got on screen. Interesting. Hush is the one where he uh, identifies as Batman, right? And takes his identity. 
Yeah, pretty much. Identifies as Bruce Wayne and takes his identity. Mm, you know what? That would also make sense why he doesn't have all his crazy like rides and stuff like that. Because if you notice, he's on a motorcycle. You're like, mm-hmm. what? Why is he on a motorcycle? He's bad. Now why you start he... thinking about that when you say it that mm-hmm. way, right? Interesting. This is. Uh, I am starting to get more hype now. I'm starting to get more hype. You're hyping me up. So uh, I'm hype for. I mean, let me get you. Let me get you even more hype. I'm hype for two reasons, right? Yeah. One because. Hush is a great villain, and we never got him live. And I feel like yeah. choosing him to like help tell, choosing a guy whose whole type thing was "I'm still in Bruce's identity," having him be the big villain for a brand new Batman, I think was a perfect choice. Oh, hundred percent! It's a very good opening. Second thing is Long Halloween. That story's infamous as the sequel to Under the Red Hood. Really? Mm-hmm. It takes place. Literally one day after the Jason Todd stuff. Oh, man. bro, can we get some red <laughs> get hype up in here? Get hype! I don't feel like I don't feel like it's gonna happen in this movie. I'm gonna actually add that in, but I feel yeah. like if this movie does good, I think the setup's there. If I think all the setup is there, and if we get yeah, a live man. action Red Hood. I, think I will DC, be so As far as I'm concerned, I think DC won. <laughs> I think DC got, got down what I wanted. Like I said, that's what I'm saying, man. It's like DC fandom felt like they're trying to show that they really are trying to understand like the DC, what the we love and what we yeah. like, you know? Because let's be honest, um, did you see Comic-Con this year or no? No, I haven't. Um, Comic-Con is normally known as like Marvel's big event. I'm going to be honest with everybody yeah. hated it. It was just nothing good or interesting that came out of it this year. Oh, wow. And crazy. to me, I think as far as I know, this is the first time DC really gone all out. Like, hey, this is our big show for the mm-hmm. year. And, dude, they came out swinging so hard. And I they do really think do. this is like this is like a sign that, hey, they are... Because they know they're never going to catch up to what Marvel's done. They know they're never going to actually have, like, the same big moments like the Marvels have gone through. And I feel yeah. like they was always trying to do their own thing, making the movies darker. To kind of like offset like how happy and joyful the Marvel ones are. And with all this, man, with all this, I think they are doing the perfect thing to actually like to actually make their own unique stories for all this stuff to go down with it yeah. where they don't need to do. And that's kind of why I think Flashpoint might end up happening. Cause I feel like That's why I think so too. I think they this, want to reset the world. Yeah, if this movie's taking place after all that. And with a world reset, I think we are in a perfect boat where there's nothing you need to change. Everything is fantastic. Exactly. I think that's why we're going to get... And I think... And this is me just spitballing again. But what if the Batman is going to be this current uh, storyline and we're already in Flashpoint current? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, exactly. That's why that Ben Affleck Batman would make so much more sense. That he is acting as Bruce's dad. Ooh. Which would make sense because his dad didn't care if he killed people or didn't. Also would make sense why he just attacked Superman for no reason at all. That's Batman, Batman. Really, that version of Batman. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. So you're saying you think we're already been in the Flashpoint universe. <laughs> exactly. And then that's how we're going to get back to our regular universe Yo. where this Batman is the original Batman. And okay. that would take so much stuff. That's okay, look, I gotta I gotta be a realist. That's the best yeah, idea I, I ever heard. I think that's too good for I, DC. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I think 
think that's way too good for DC. 100% it is. I know. I know. <laughs> I want it to happen. I really want it to happen, though. But that would be worth oh, it. Oh, that would be so fill, cool. It would fill in so many gaps. So much. And then you wouldn't have to get rid of the Aquaman. You wouldn't have to get rid of the Wonder Woman. You wouldn't have to get rid of any all that. Just say, hey, it works perfectly fine. And it fits just in the puzzle piece you just need it, man. And it'll start off perfectly. You don't have to change Batman at all. Batman's mm-hmm. perfect. This is now saying we are now back into Rebirth now or something like that. Not, not <laughs> now we're back here. Live action Rebirth. Exactly. It would, it would be a perfect puzzle piece. Bro, now is that too good for it? A hundred percent. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> but that, man, it fix a lot of plot holes. Oh, even not even just the fact that it fixes plot holes. Just the fact is, like, I feel like that was set up so much good stuff that it could do. But the only one that messed up was literally Batman, and now it would make sense why that Batman was like that. Mm-hmm. And I do wonder because here's the thing: the um, Justice League movie. So he's been. Zack Snyder been going back and forth with this. Originally, yeah. the whole entire plan for it was to show it like kind of how it was originally planned to do. Yeah. And the thing about it kind of worried me is that movie was to set up Darkseid by his end. Oh, but at the same time, is if they're in the universe, there's no point for all that. But yeah. Zack Snyder recently been saying like, hey, we're planning on doing like a brand new like original thing that I, I gotta have to get everybody back together for. Which is what he's been really? doing. Yeah. And now I wonder. If that mm. new thing, you see where I'm going with this. <laughs> You're thinking about maybe gonna they're going to show a it all together. Mm-hmm. It's mm. And it would also make sense why freaking Batman randomly got random visions of anything because the, mm-hmm. the multiverse is set and why Flash was literally like, well, it's just the key. And then that something is going to be like the catalyst for kind of what happened with Aquaman and Wonder Woman where they had that big war going off. Oh, this is going back and fixing that one event. Interesting. I like that. I like that. Uh, interesting. This, I think we're thinking way too hard for this. Oh, I think we yes, really we are. <laughs> it will oh, not be that if, great, but if it did, I can dream. Oh my. I can dream too. Oh, my. Mm. Bro. That, would, that would fix so much. <laughs> this, this podcast has been, without editing, almost four and a half hours. So oh I sweet think, Jesus! <laughs> I, think I need sleep. Yeah, because like I know you still gotta get up in the morning. So I think yeah. that's the perfect note to end the very first podcast on this channel for. Honestly, I think we went off with a bang. I think that was pretty good. Honestly, yeah, I feel great about it. That was pretty good. Everybody, I hope you enjoyed the first episode. This is my co-host Grim. Yes, I'll be back soon. I think probably I, if he doesn't fire me, doesn't <laughs> just, fire. I just get rid of him. You get For, another one. Get he, Grim he, versus two. I said, he keeps putting in all these Me Too moments. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 oh I might edit that out too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you coming along. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. I think that was pretty good. I think that was pretty good. Um, we still need an official name for it. I really like Omni Grim. I like Omni Grim too. I like the Omni Grim podcast. I got to make some logos up and a couple other things, but I'm probably going to spend like the next six hours editing. I'll make the A go into the G. That'd be cool. Ooh, I like your thinking. Everybody who's like actually listens to this, they look at the logo. They're like, the logo don't look nothing like that. 
and well, it's just it's just a random like smiley face because I was too lazy to make the logo after editing this. Perfect. Uh, perfect. everybody, these go up every Friday. Hope to see you in the next one. Alrighty, got some got some closing words. You want you want to throw in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love y'all faces. <laughs> yeah. See you guys next time.